fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that'll sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Calling your genial host, renowned writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man? The Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Band Radio Network for a Thursday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America, when Joe Biden entered office, we had the lowest illegal immigration in 45 years. And just the number of gotaways last year alone was more than all illegal apprehensions in 2019. And Chuck Schumer just said, hold my beer. Day 1100. And ten. Keep it the Eric in America. Say hello to EZ. What's up? Good afternoon. Putting the heat in Heather. Hey, guys. Double H is here. Hellbent. Speaking of Double H. Top of the next hour. Dark History Hour 3. Kimmer and Pete in the final hour of the program. And your remarks. In between. This administration just isn't satisfied. I mean, here we are. When in, in 2025, in the general 2024 general election, the number one concern is the out of control immigration, more so than the, than the economy. Um, everyone, blue states, uh, Democrats everywhere are starting to clamor that we've got a problem on our hands. Um, and the. Chuck Schumer and Rido James Lankford just sat down and negotiated an immigration deal, get this, that would expand legal immigration by 50,000 green cards a year and allow up to 35,000 illegals in per week before imposing any border controls. They're just trying. What we're experiencing now, Chuck Schumer and 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 Langford want to normalize it and make sure this is the way it's going to be in America from now on. Now we're going to let some more legal people in. You know, I don't even know. It's a slap in the face of anybody that's been waiting in line in their home country right now or here on a on a visa or whatever for citizenship and come to come to the, or a green card or whatever. And to just say, yeah, we're going to let you guys have 50,000 more, not too much, you know, but over here, 35,000 a week. That's 1.8 million plus a year. Yeah, I mean, that's a gigantic slap in the face to anybody who wants to do it legally. You're saying we get 50,000 more a year for green cards, and then within less than a week and a half, we have more than that illegal coming across. Save your money. Just go to Mexico and come up that way. Here is a, his, Tucker Carlson breaks this thing down. In about a minute. The numbers you need to understand. Yale University released a study last week by three researchers, all of them liberal, I believe, who concluded that the actual number of illegal aliens in this country is not 11 million. It's north of 22 million. 22 million. Mm. Fact one. Fact two. The Democratic Party is now, as a matter of policy, calling for the legalization of all illegals in this country. Citizenship voting rights. 22 million new voters. Fact Mm -hmm. three. The overwhelming majority of first-time immigrant voters vote Democrat. Fact four. 
The largest margin in American presidential history was 17 million votes, 1980 election, rather, 1984 election between Mondale and, and, and Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. 17 million. You would add to our voter rolls 22 million, at least, permanent electoral majority in perpetuity. That's it. Permanent electoral majority <clears throat> forever. Forever. Uh Mitch McConnell seemed to be along with this giveaway deal, this border, but he has kind of retreated from it. Um, that would it, it, it was, it, this bill obviously would would it aids President Biden in 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 importing more illegal aliens and and kind of un, just sweep all of the damage done by his policy so far under the rug. Uh, he's walked away from it. He said, I think the border portion is dead, one Republican said. Um, um, he cited McConnell's remarks at GOP conference on, in Wednesday, in which he told the GOP senators, quote, this has gotten to be a lot more politically difficult than, excuse me, than it would be. So, and he did refer to Donald Trump as the nominee. He said, you know, we don't, don't want to do anything. The former president wants to run his 2024 campaign centered on immigration and the GOP. Uh, we don't want to do anything to undermine him. So I don't know if he's kind of saying, oh, I don't want to sign this bill. or I don't want to get behind this bill, A, because it's detrimental to America or I don't want to I don't want to. I mean, it would be it would be helping Donald. Oh, no, it wouldn't. No, I think McConnell actually kind of threw Trump under the bus on this one because McConnell knew this wasn't a good deal. But he's like, well. You know, Trump wants to run on immigration anyway, so why would I want to do this uh, this bill? Um, he, Trump said, look, I don't think we should do a border do, uh, deal at all unless we get everything needed to shut down the invasions of millions and millions of people, many for parts unknown, into our once great but soon-to-be-great-again country. I have no doubt that our wonderful Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, will, will only make a deal that is perfect on the border. Remember, without strong borders and honest elections, we can't have uh, a country. And... You know, the, the, the Godaway numbers are, are incredible. 860,000 in 2023 alone. That is more than all illegal alien apprehensions at the border in the entire year 2019. Just the Godaways. I, just, I, I find it amazing that we even considered a bill that says, uh, yes, we'll let 35,000 illegal people into a week. So we're letting 35,000 uh, 35, people break U.S. laws every week. <clears throat> it's the it's just like the California, you can steal up to $900. Right, right. Then it becomes a, a breaking the law. I mean, this is a full-throated, full-speed-ahead effort to absolutely overrun this country with illegal aliens. Here's Rick Scott. So I think the bottom line is this. If we cannot secure our border, we need to close the border. If we have a president that doesn't want to secure the border, let's close the border until we get a president that actually is going to enforce our laws. I mean, he's right. This is the, the this president is ignoring our laws. Remember the uh, the guy that was filmed saying this as he crossed the border. By the way, if you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're gonna know who I am. Very. <laughs> Very easy. Well, they've identified that guy. That's uh, convicted terrorist Shia Muslim Mosum Samadov, chairman of the Islamic Party of Azerbaijan. 
<laughs> no big deal. The guy just got out of prison for 12 years, uh, uh, doing 12 years for some terrorist jihadi type stuff. Uh, and he, I wonder why he's here. Do you think, uh, I don't know. I heard he was coming here to start his own Shake Shack franchise, but. They, or, yeah. That guy is a terrorist. Yes. A, a major terrorist. Uh, so major that some people that saw that clip knew immediately who he was. Soon you will know who I am. Who do you think? What, do you, what does that mean? I don't know. To me, it sounds like he's going to uh, 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 do some type of giant act of terror so impressively uh, uh, horror, horror, horrible, and, and so you'll have to know his name. Like a lot of people didn't know who Osama bin Laden was. They learned really quick who he was. Yeah. Yeah, no big deal. This little terrorist coming in. Ted Cruz is fed up. Uh, floating in the Rio Grande, Democrats don't care. Last year, thousands upon thousands of children were brutalized and sexually assaulted by human traffickers, and Democrats don't care. Last year, thousands of women were sexually assaulted by human traffickers, and Democrats do not give a damn. Last year, more than 100,000 Americans died of drug overdoses from Chinese fentanyl flooding across the southern border, and Democrats do not give a damn. Now, you may say, well, come on, that's harsh. They care. They care. Somewhere in their hearts, they care about all the people suffering and dying. Baloney. Because if they cared, they would stop it. If you cared about the children being raped at the border, you would say no more. When Joe Biden came in, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. He inherited success, and he deliberately broke it. Democrats want these open borders. And this bill, this mysterious bill, that is buried down in the basement of Chuck Schumer's office. All of you has a, have a living as reporters. Ask yourself, why have you not read the text of the bill? There's a reason. As bad as we think the bill is, I promise you it's worse. The people pushing this deal knew, no, if the American people knew what was in it, they would be against it. Yes. Hell yes. Mm -hmm. It would normalize 1,820,000 illegals in, into this country every year. With no job, no means of an income. Matter of fact, it's 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 illegal for them to work. Illegal for you to give them work. Sure, he's got to give fifty thousand more green cards away. That's not not for these people. That's for the people that stood in line, that have waited months, have done it right, they've done it le legally. That's the insane part. If they even just kind of flipped that around and said, "All right, we're going to give uh, thirty five thousand green cards out a week, and we'll let." 50,000 through the border a year. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. They're here. We're going to let them through. Uh, then I think people would be okay. That seems a little bit better. But when you talk about um, those numbers are just insane. You're, you're It's completely <clears throat> backwards. Every country in this world that, that shares a border with another country has a meaningful border. A very meaningful border. Some of them uh, many of them walls, the, the, you know, the, the Southern Mexico border, you, you think it's porous like this one, 
you look at the Middle East. Look at the wall around uh, that e- that Egypt built to keep Gazans out. <laughs> That's a mission thirty feet tall, and it's got like a street uh, uh, wide uh, pile of razor wire on top of it. I also believe it goes like twenty feet down too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this guy here's here's my concern. We we had several call uh, callers remarkers yesterday. We need to go to Texas. We need to go to Texas. We need to go to Texas. Guess what the Texans are saying? We need to do something now. Where are the Texans? Y'all want to know how bad it is in Texas? I live six hours away from Eagle Pass. We've had to quit our jobs. I've had to get extra family members to move in my house to be able to watch for night shift and day shift. They're coming in. These illegal immigrants are the bad MFers. This is not the good ones. The ones that you really don't want to run into. Just look at Chicago and New York. Look how bad it is down there. Texas population is 28 million. There's 13 to 14 illegal immigrants in the United States. Million. Telling you guys, we need to do something. We need to do something ASAP. Where's my real men? Where's the real men at? Where's my Texas guys at? Sign the bill, Governor Abbott. We don't care anymore. Hell with everyone else. We don't care. It's every man for himself down here. Every man for himself out here. And trust me, we're strapped up. We got all all the stuff that we need. Um, This guy goes on. I don't know why he would put music behind it. That there is a uh, a five thousand dollar fine in three years in jail for impeding illegal aliens. Anyone in the National Guard? But um, it's getting that bad. I hope you feel me. I hope you understand. This administration that we have in the House, if you know what I'm talking about, is a joke. They're saying they're going to give a fine of five thousand dollars and up to three years in prison for the federal reserve that helped secure the border i'm not joking this is unreal they're fine i I, you know how long is it before fed up texans in particular are, are patrolling the border probably not that far um this is a dangerous situation so far, Arkansas, Florida, <clears throat> Iowa, Idaho, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming have all deployed personnel and resources to help Texas. Um, I, you know, uh, Biden starting some kind of MAGA bad civil war over over evil conservatives that won't let him allow a flood of illegals in. I don't think, I think it's a tough sell, even to liberals. It's a real tough sell. I don't know. I don't know if that's maybe part of it. That he knows that, uh, or well, at least the people that are puppeting him, because I don't know if he could know any of that, but that that is a hot button issue. And if you continue to release the other way, you're going to have uh, Republicans are not going to stand for that. And it's going to cause more and more issues, which, of course, causes more and more boiling point, which forces them that they think they're going to be able to get another January 6th out of things. I haven't heard 
a single Democrat, elected or unelected, that, to say that this is good for America. What he's doing is the right thing. We need these people. You know, other than Nancy Pelosi, who wants her strawberries picked and her grapes picked at her vineyard, you know, uh, uh, and, and uh, what's his nuts, Nadler, who wants to make sure that, you know, the potatoes don't rot in the ground so he, he can have French fries. Even liberals, this lady is uh, 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 nose ring, a red-haired, uh, kind of punk rock girl. I'm sure by now, by the time you see this, you'll see the Supreme Court just ruled in favor of Biden to cut through our barbed wire fence that's protecting Texas's border. This is my call to action for y'all. I want you guys to contact Governor Abbott and share your support for him. I'm going to put up the link here in a minute. It'll be down below, but also here is his contact information for you to call. This year, they're rallying the troops in Austin. Nose rings and all. Um, Nikki Haley has started. I don't know if this is going to score her any points. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. She spoke at a rally in her home state last night. And uh, so Donald Trump got out there and just threw a temper tantrum. I know that's what he does when he's insecure and when he's threatened, and he should feel threatened without a doubt. <laughs> Do you think she got, uh, takes uh, wins South Carolina? No, I don't. They're loyal to Trump. I think now that she she's finally going the Chris Christie route where she's just going to do everything is going to be uh, complete hate. Mm-hmm. Which she spent the first uh, half the year uh, talking about how great he was, and then all of a sudden now it's all you know, horrible person. He did everything. Right. Throwing a tantrum, t- yeah. temper tantrum. He's not getting his way. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. And here's the, the the bad part is that when if Trump, you know, she's uh, a brown person technically, even though she's tried to shed that her entire life, uh, and she's a woman. And most anything Trump says that's an attack on her will be labeled misogynist and 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 racist. You know? Don't you know that's why he collected Vivek so he had his own brown person as brown barrier? <laughs> yeah, I got a brown. I got a brown guy too. <laughs> uh, my buddy Vivek, he's a Punjabi just like her, so I'm not racist. Um, I got that card now. Yeah, that's what he, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I got a brown friend, Peter Navarro, off uh, sentence of four months for uh, avoiding a subpoena, refusing to turn over documents. The same sentence that Steve Bannon got. Uh, didn't Biden uh, Hunter not? Didn't he ignore a subpoena? He did. Yeah, he should be charged with the same things. I mean, if you need any more evidence, Steve Bannon, Peter Navarro, Peter Navarro worked in the White House. Steve Bannon worked in the White House in Trump's White House. And they don't show up. They don't. They ignore it, and and they go to jail. Yeah, it's because a Hunter lot of ignores our, it, and nothing. Yeah, nothing. our leaders are uh, our Republican leaders are nutless a lot of times. Not only that, he went there and mocked these people. Yeah, and Hunter they, Biden didn't show up for a subpoena, but the, but the, as they were talking about how, how holding him in contempt, he came and sat in the galley and mocked them openly. Yeah, and they started all the paperwork they needed to charge him, and then he went, "Oh, no, I'm sorry. I mean, I'll come and show up." And they went, "Oh, okay, yeah, we see, we did it." Because we're we've got a, gut, a bunch of gutless leaders that don't have the balls to actually go through mm-hmm. with charging him for it. Well, well, he'll appeal it. I, you know, Bannon is, is is still on appeal. That's why he's not uh, away. You know, man. 
Uh, I've also later got the audio where Carrie Lake was bribed. It's pretty good. Uh, and when we return, Florida House has passed. This is a big, you know, uh, this is one of those things I think that a lot of people support it until it actually goes into effect. The Florida House has passed social media rules for minors. It passed with bipartisan support, and uh, it's liable to, to be an issue in many, many, many households in the state of Florida. We'll talk about it next. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. naive to, to believe that social media hasn't had a dramatic effect on kids. Um, it, it, you know, the bullying, sex predators, depression, suicide, obsession, addiction. Mental disorders. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, so, uh, Florida House has pa- passed social media rules. I don't know what that... I mean, it, that's what they're calling it anyway. So it would ban any kid under the age of 16 from popular social media platforms, regardless of parental approval. This bill passed yesterday. A measure, it's, a, it's been a top priority for our speaker. It doesn't list specifically what platforms would be affected, but it targets any social media site that tracks user activity, allows children to upload material and interact with others, and uses addictive features designed to cause excessive or compulsive use. It would not affect apps for uh, private messages between individuals. Um, it was 106 to 13. He, uh, t- uh, Representative Tyler Sirois, I think that's how you say his last name, he said these, they're taking advantage of the kids that are growing up. That's their business model. Why do they do it? To keep them hooked with dopamine hits. The platform gives our children with every autoplay, every like, every push notification. Um, uh, you know, Democrat, Democrat rep Michelle Rayner opposed her position on the bill on X, referring to her deceased mother on the House floor. She read some hateful comments. She received from the platform's users, including several people that posted, your mother sucks and your mom was stupid. <laughs> she said, I'm 42 and comments like that were, uh, you know, when I was a kid, there would have been a gut punch to me. Uh, I was able to navigate. Imagine what our babies had to deal with when they had their friends in this school doing the same cyberbullying to them. Um, Meta, the Facebook people, you said that they, they that, that for minors they removed the instant the messaging part. Messaging. They removed it or they're about to remove it. Many. This is their statement. Many teens today leverage the internet and apps to responsibly gather information and learn about new opportunities, including part-time jobs, higher education, civic or church gatherings, and military service. By banning teens under sixteen, Florida risks putting its young people at a disadvantage versus teens elsewhere. Other states have considered similar legislation. Um, It hasn't really been successful anywhere. Yeah, it's because all the social media companies immediately uh, fire up their lobbyists and they start shutting that down. So if you're, can you, they can't have a social media account, period. So this bill calls for 
the the companies to close any accounts it believes to be used by minors and to cancel accounts at the request of a minor parent. Um, any pertaining information to that account must be deleted. So I'm guessing the way they they police it is a driver's license. You're 16, you get your driver's license, then you can somehow use it as, you know, take a picture of it, send it to Meta or whomever to prove that you're old enough. Yeah, and that's uh, the issue that they've had. Uh, it's been a sticking point in a lot of things. It's been a sticking point in this. It's been a sticking point in all, like, the uh, pornography bills and things like that is you're trusting a company now to hold on to that information. Right. You're, you're telling Meta now that, hey, Meta... Uh, you need to hold on to the driver's license information of the 10,000 new uh, 16-year-old accounts that are going to come in every day. Um, hey, Heather. What's up? Do your kids uh, have social media? Yes, and I hate it, but I don't like this law either. Why? How, how How's your youngest? My youngest is four. They don't have social media? No. Okay. Now, is this is this to keep them from contributing to it, or will this keep them from even looking at it? They won't be able to have an account. But they'll still be able to get on it and look at it. So the messages they'll be receiving are still there. No, no, no. They, they would, they, if they have messaging, messengers, any messenger on there, they'll be banned. But if they have, and they could still go on to TikTok and look at the videos without having an account. They can. Oh, can they? I think TikTok starts you. Uh, I know, like Instagram and X, the moment you like, you get like three looks and then it shuts you down and tells you need to start an account. So I don't know if TikTok does that as well, if you can go as many videos as you want without ever having an account. Why don't you like this, Heather? Uh, because the government is not the parent. And while I would like to keep my kids off of social media, I don't want a law about it. I don't want them coming in. Once you open the door and say, yes, you can parent my child on the computer this way, you're opening the door for other things. Well, they're not really parenting your child. They're I mean, telling their child that they can't have it. I'm just, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, Heather, but you said you don't want them on it, but they're on it anyway. So what's the what's the stopping you from telling them they can't have it anymore? Uh, I'm working right now, and they're home. Okay, so, <laughs> I mean, if you have the ability from Facebook to has to now longer, can no longer give them an account, you have the option of telling them they can no longer be on there because they just cannot get one. I and well, they don't want Facebook anyways because that's um, the old people's I'm talking about media. all of them. TikTok, all the X, yeah. I mean, Snapchat. Maybe it'll make it easier. I can let you guys know in a week. I'll go home tonight and be like, "Hey, look, y'all have to be off all of them right now. It's a law. Uh, let's follow up in a week. I mean, they'll be back on somehow. They yeah. they, they find a way around all the parental controls. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. I don't know how, exactly how they're going to do it. Uh, to ask uh, TikTok to just shut down a bunch of, you know, accounts that they believe or, or think that they are run by, you know, preteen or, you know, uh, uh, under 16, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Anna Askamani said her social media was a great outlet and comfort to her uh, where she could find support after her mother died when she was just 13. Facebook helped her get through it all. Mm-hmm. And also, she's mad. She's also gotten mad and had people banned off of X because they called her funny looking. And she's now in her thirties, so <laughs> it might have helped her when she's thirteen, but she sure is sensitive now. Right? Wow. So, and New York City has issued a public health advisory about uh, social media. They said it is a an environmental health toxin. That's New York City. 
Mayor Eric Adams made the announcement. He said, we also need to protect our students from harm online, including the growing dangers presented by social media companies like TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, fueling mental health crisis by designing their platform with addictive and dangerous features. We cannot stand by and let tech monetize our children's privacy and jeopardize their mental health. That's why today, Dr. Vasan Ashwin Vasan, or Vasan Vasan, is issuing a health commissioner advisory officially designating social media as a public health crisis hazard in New York City. I don't know about this. He said, just as the Surgeon General did with tobacco and guns, we're treating social media like other public health hazards, and it must stop. We must ensure that tech companies take responsibility for the products. This is just blah, 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 blah. He's not doing anything. A health advisory. Yeah. Um, I, I, and Zuckerberg is admitted to making their stuff more uh, addictive. Oh, they know what it does. They they know that they the algorithms and the way they send it to get people to look at it. Uh, to get people to continue scrolling, yeah, uh, they know that if uh, you know they seen people that'll maybe stop on one thing for too long, then they'll add that up like thirty times in their feeds. They'll keep people moving, scrolling right. along to see it. That's they want to keep you, uh, keep you there. I know, but executing is going to be another thing. You know, it's going to be that's going to be tough. Mm, I'm, I wonder how many kids would like to be on TikTok, but the only I only know of one family that is really strict about it. That's the Morris family. You know, if you're a kid in that Morris family, you don't you don't you don't get nowhere near a computer to go online and do stuff until you're like 16. You know, I think I don't think you get a phone until you're 18. Yeah, there's uh, this falls into another one of how much uh, control do people want to give up to the government? And uh, I mean, it's no different. People, oh well, you can't. Uh, that's a parent's decision to take it away. Well, they also decided uh, kids can't smoke cigarettes. Kids yeah, well, can't drink. Can't uh, drink. Little can't, Timmy can't come home with a big anchor tattooed on his forearm. He can't grab a, a copy of Hustler and bring that home with him. <laughs> uh, so those are all could be parents' decisions too. They said, "Oh no, I'm not going to let my kid do this. I'm not going to let my kid do that." Right. I mean, those are common sense decisions that we made as a society. It's probably not a good idea to allow kids to get tattooed, right? It's not a really good idea to let kids start smoking, uh, buy cigarettes and alcohol and things like that. We don't need a nine-year-old driving a car around. Right. And this, and I, I, I don't know that they're trying to push this into uh, pornography uh, or whatever. But, I, I, you know, it's a lot of exposure to a lot of bad stuff. Not to mention the algorithms and the addictiveness and the trends and the, uh, uh, you know, but... The, the the perverts and the you know it's still uh social media is is still in its infancy when we really think about it uh, really we're looking at uh 25 years roughly that it's been uh in existence for uh, not quite the beast it's, it is now yeah. but about 25 years has been in existence so really when in in when it comes to legislation it's still kind of in its infancy we're still putting we still haven't figured out what to do with the internet when it comes to a lot of those laws and things like that yeah uh, but we do know that as, as much good as it puts out, it puts out a lot of bad. It does uh, warp a lot of kids' minds. It lets them see the stuff that your uh, the parent doesn't have control over. That they look at it and they, uh, uh, you're oh, I don't want my kid watching this. I don't want my kid watching that. But they get on TikTok and they can look at all those things. Again, it's how much do you let the 
the parents have control over it that, to say they can't be on it. But also then, uh, you know, little Timmy and Tammy go to school and they immediately pop on the computers at school and boom, they're on right. there, uh, off and running. Right. Or they're using someone else's phone or, you know, some kid that has one. I, 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 look, I'm, I'm happy I don't have a kid under 60, but it's, it, it's got to be uh, a real challenge, especially because we're in that world. We're on, you know, we're in X. I'm not so much in Facebook, but... Uh, in, in social media world, we know. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't be following the same people to be in the same feeds as one another, but uh, you know, it's can get pretty hairy. I'm trying to find this. There we go. On. There we go. I'm trying to speed through our internet slope. The the Carrie Lake audio. Um, why did she release this? Do you think? I think she still feels slighted by what happened in the state, and uh, she—they are going. She's just going to continue to go after them now. Um. Well, Dewitt, Jeff Dewitt resigned, the, uh, the chair of the Arizona Republican Party. Um. Either trying to get her to take a job, some type of plum job somewhere, where it paid her a big fat check for not doing much, or money to get out of politics, basically. I don't know what I would have done. Well, I would take the money. <laughs> or the plum job, maybe. All right, here we go. This is getting close to. Here's where the offer starts to appear. Their concern. Yes. Just to say, is there a number at which... I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. And then go right back to what you're doing. No. Ten million, twenty million, third? No, no, no. A billion? No. Wait, hold on. Let's look at that far. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even that anybody would think this is. I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone. I can't think of a single person. In a federal race, who's lost, ran in and lost. Can't think of it. If you can think of it, let me know. I am not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. I mean, I, I, I can win, and they should words. get behind me. I would, I would happily say those words. Yeah. Do you think my words will carry any weight? No. Okay. Well, did you think you would come in here and that I would be bought? <laughs> it's not being bought. Yes, it is. It's I think. What it I think. is being bought. No. They they are trying to buy me out of running. What and I it's think. it's actually. I mean, all right. I'm flattered. It's I'm offended. I'm offended what for think. our country. What we have people this. like this who live here. What I think is this: is it can give you an incredible opportunity to have a bigger voice to fight for stuff than you currently do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't want to deal with people like this. These people are un-American, and I, I think they're unethical, and I would be absolutely immoral if I did that. Wow. You think that somebody would give her 10 or 20 or $30 million not to run? Yes. For her to turn that down, it says it's a lot about her character. Do we? We don't even know who they are at this point. Sure are they are they are they a pack? Are they big donors? Are they? It's probably a big pack. 
Man, this was last March. Whew, man. Well, I guess that's, you know, how many people wanting to run for Senate would be offered that kind of money? She's a superstar. That's why they want her out. She's a superstar. She gets tons of attention. Uh, her relationship to Trump is, is I think, uh, threatening to a lot of people. Um, She's another chaos causer. Yeah. And they don't want another one of those around. That's why they're putting so much money behind trying to get Lauren Boebert out of there. Uh, they're going to put a ton of money behind trying to get Marjorie Taylor Greene out of there. There, those there are certain groups of Republicans now that that's they don't want any of that anymore, and they will try to uh, call primary to take out the primary out all the chaos creators and put whatever milk toast person they can put back in there. Right. That's why so many d- Democrats voted for Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. Um. Oh, well, the Swifties are mad this morning. I saw some of this. Of course, they blurred out the good stuff. There's AI-generated pornographic images of Taylor Swift circulating on X. Deep fakes, various sexualized positions at a Kansas Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, Well, it's not immediately clear who created the images or first shared them. Um, a lot of hits. <laughs> Swifties are mad. They say things like, how is this not considered sexual assault? We're talking about the body in the face of a woman being used for something she probably would never allow or feel comfortable. How are these no, how are there no regulations or laws preventing this? Pretty sure they've never been on the internet before. There's a reason <laughs> there's a such thing as rule 34 on the internet. What do you mean? Rule 34 of the Internet, if, if there is something, there's porn about it. Oh. Well, she's a public figure. Um, I mean, unless she could find uh, the person, you think she could sue? Because uh, this possibly, is about to explode. But, again, they're not, they're not photorealistic. They are very obviously AI-generated. Uh, they have that fuzzy, uh, colorful, almost yeah. uh, com- computer-generated look to them. So it, it'll be difficult to say that they're like revenge porn or, or anything like that. It's very uh, more along the lines of artistic expression someone could get away with saying. Okay, you're right. Are you, are you not an artist? No, you're not the artist. AI is the artist. Yeah, but it's under the same. You know, you're using a tool to create an art. Uh, is it foul? Is it ugly? Is it gross? Uh, yes. Is it illegal? Eh, it's probably a Supreme Supreme Court decision we'll see down the line. Mm. Yeah, they're mad. Um, I, I'm, I'm really shocked that we're not just absolutely flooded with this type of stuff now. The technology oh, is there. Remember the uh, all the stuff with Trump? They had pictures of him, uh, AI-generated photos of him fighting with cops, you know, uh, him them trying to arrest him, and he's in a jumpsuit, or, you know, orange jumpsuit. Uh, uh, you know, AI, I read uh, yesterday, well, they don't know that we have enough electricity. We generate enough power in this country for the what's coming uh, in, in AI. 
we say that, but then also like they they said that about five years ago when it came to uh, all the cryptocurrency as well. Non consensual deep fake pornography is illegal in Texas, Minnesota, New York, Virginia, Hawaii, and Georgia. In Illinois and California, victims can sue the creators of the pornography in court for defamation. The problem is, is I don't know 100% if that deep fake counts under uh, the way the deep fake laws, the AI would count underneath that. Because the deep fakes they're talking about was more the people that were taking the, were using the programming that would put the girl's face on the porn. It was obviously uh, hyper realistic. Uh, you, it was more of that. This is again, mainly it is a, it's like a drawing that someone did. And at that point, well, they, what's the argument on drawing? Is it illegal to draw someone like that? Right. Uh, the Swifties have flooded the trending Taylor Swift AI on X with positive uh, stuff of her, so that they push down, push down the AI fakes. I mean, they've taken most of them down already. Have they? Yeah, the only places I even saw one was because someone else was even talking about it, and then down, way down the line, someone finally actually posted one of the images. Hmm. Well, uh, get ready for a lot more of that. I would imagine. Uh, Bud Light is going to make their uh, a big comeback tour with a uh, its biggest stage yet at the Super Bowl. They're returning with a 60-second ad to try to recover from a, that boycott. They're still suffering. The, uh, they'll also run a minute-long Michelob commercial. Uh, and a 30-second bud spot. They always do that with the Clydesdales. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, you see, they've, they've tied in with the NFL quite a lot. There's the uh, Peyton Manning and Emmett Smith commercial in a bar. They buy around. They throw them around. And, you know, that plays incessantly during these during the football games. Um, I mean, that was one of their big comebacks was Travis Kelsey video, uh, the Travis Kelsey commercial. Yeah. So uh, they've always leaned heavy into it. I think that's kind of already dead. And we'll, we'll see a bump back up in, in Bud Light in the next year. You think? I do. Hmm. Um, <laughs> the uh, pro-Palestinian people, they, <laughs> they hate McDonald's because McDonald's in Israel gave Fed IDF. Well, they hate Starbucks. I don't know what Starbucks did. They maybe gave some coffee to the IDF. Uh, and apparently uh, Pizza Hut is now there jihadding against Pizza Hut because Pizza Hut gave the Fed IDF a ton of pizzas. They've, they uh, reposted an, Pizza Hut Israel reposted an Instagram story uh, depicting two smiling soldiers holding stacks of Pizza Hut boxes, uh, implying the chain has provided the meals uh, for free. Um, the story expired at 24 hours. You can't see it on Instagram anymore, but that's awesome. I love Pizza Hut. They do the right thing. So does like Papa John's now go and get themselves a, a picture of them with a bunch of Hamas leaders eating Papa John's <laughs> chacaronis or something like that? <laughs> if I'm ordering a pizza to be delivered, you know, I'm ordering Pizza Hut. The thin Pizza Hut pizza is the best, in my opinion, period. Um, so funny. 
Fart spray invented by a Jew. We can't. That's what they used on the. They're running out of things to eat now. Yeah, really. I guarantee you somewhere now, I don't know what other fast food places have a uh, franchise in Israel. I would imagine Burger King got to have. Somebody has one. Sbarro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box has a new slider. Uh, Oh, no, Smash Burger. I heard. Do you imagine a picture of the Jack in the Box mascot delivering uh, the tacos to IDF soldiers? <laughs> that big ball. Head. <laughs> uh, and if you're giving money to a charity, um, Gaza charity, there's a 99% chance you're giving it directly to Hamas. They're receiving right now an estimated 8 to $12 million a month in online donations. I bet you every dollar is going to that poor little kid you see on the side of the road crying uh, because his house got bombed out. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll talk about that uh, next. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Chris Domine is a husband, father, an athlete, even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris's kidneys were failing. The doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant, you are going to die. Chris received a second chance, made possible by an organ donor. Your well-being changes from loss of hope to better times ahead. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Every year, Steve Faircal climbs the stairs at the John Hancock Center in Chicago, 94 floors to the top. It's called the hustle of the Hancock. It's hard to believe when you watch Steve today that a few years ago, his lungs were failing and he was fighting to survive. For eight hours a day, someone was pounding on my chest to try and keep my lungs clear. I honestly don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received the gift of life, a double lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. After I got my new lungs, I started started doing things that I had never been able to do. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. Steve climbs to honor his donor and to raise awareness for organ, eye, and tissue donation. Wouldn't you like that when you left this beautiful planet that you could save a few lives on your way out? It's an incredible gift. Imagine what you could make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources, and Services Administration. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Um, NASCAR has an electric vehicle. Yeah, apparently they're testing one. Why don't you just put panties on the drivers? Uh... I, I, why would you do that? I mean, there's no... Are people clamoring about the fossil fuel use at, at NASCAR oh, races? I am <clears> sure <throat> there are some. I mean, the amount of fuel that goes through that during one of those races and the rubber on the tires and oh, big. the exhaust. Come and, on. Can you imagine you wouldn't have the sound? But, you know... They'd the, have to put fake one, a fake sound into it. They would have to, or, or else you wouldn't hear anything. But it's just, it, like, half of a NASCAR race is really uh, timing when you need to take pits, uh, seeing if you can run out till you've got that last drop of fuel, uh, right. running tires down. I mean, they're going to go through more tires that way because those cars are going to be a lot heavier. 
Yeah, and the, you said they, the stories that they were matching speeds of... Uh, Fairly close on Martinsville, which but is... But how long, do you, what kind of, uh, uh, you know, di- what kind of I mean, distance? Do they, yeah, do they have to shorten up the race and... You got to change they, batteries halfway midway through? through? Yeah, midway through, do they got to run over and they got to bring a big long cord? You gotta plug it in. <laughs> Look at the side. Oh, that's silly. I can't believe the people at NASCAR would even entertain the idea of building one. They always are. They're always looking to innovate. This uh, all started when they, they they stopped calling it the Winston Cup. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I let Jeff Gordon race. <laughs> oh, that's that's unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> the oh, I wanted to play this. This is I, I saw this. I instantly thought of Star Trek guy. This doctor giving this quick lesson. If you're going to be paid by an employer $20 an hour, the following statement must be true. During that hour, your labor produces more for the employer that he sells at the end of the day than $20 worth. Because that's why he's in the... If paying you 20 you went to work and you did an output that gave another 20 for him to sell, then he's got nothing out of this. He's made 20 by selling what your labor helped to produce, but he's got to give it to you. And even though he likes you, you're not going to do that. There has to be in it, here we go, something for him. You have to produce, this is ineluctable, you have to produce more in every hour than you get paid. Otherwise, this system doesn't work. For those of you, and I have to tell you this because partly you need to hear it and partly I admit I get a kick out of telling you. (laughs) Those of you who think that in a capitalist system, you're never going to work for anybody who doesn't pay you what you're worth, you don't understand the system you're in. That is never going to happen, because that's how this system works. When you go home at the end of a workday and you feel vaguely ripped off, it's because you are. And the psychologist or others who helps you get over that feeling isn't doing you any favor. I love it. Um, You don't want to use the airport's Wi-Fi. Especially if you're joking around about being a terrorist. Yeah, don't type anything on an airport Wi-Fi. This student uh, was currently, he's currently on trial in Spain. He's waiting on a flight at Gatwick Airport. Uh, Aditya Verma, he sent a Snapchat message to his buddy saying, on my way to blow up the plane, I'm a member of the Taliban. The airport's Wi-Fi picked up the message and alerted UK security services, who then flagged it to Spanish authorities while the plane was still in the air. Two Spanish fighter jets were sent up to fly alongside it, and when it landed in Menorca, accompanied by one of the fighter jets, it was extensively searched, uh, and Adita Verma was arrested at the airport. He was kept in a cell for two days before being released on bail. He arrived back in the U.K. He was questioned by MI5 and MI6. Uh, police told the court that after searching his phone, they didn't find anything that linked him to a jihadist radicalism. He's not facing terrorism charges or a possible uh, jail term because he could be fined up to 30 grand and 80 grand for the cost of the fighter jets if found guilty of public disorder. He's pled not guilty. He said the intention was never to cause a public distress, 
or public harm, a joke in a private group setting. And it was sent to my friends I was traveling with on that day. It was not a pre-planned message. I just wanted to go to Spain with my friends, enjoy the nice weather, uh, experience some uh, Spanish football and some nightlife. Um, I wish I hadn't sent it. He said he was called a Taliban at school because of his dark features. And he used to joke about it. And now the Taliban is considered to be a terrorist group. But I didn't think it was going to cause people on the flight to be afraid. It was sent in a private group. I'm wondering, I don't think they're different, you know, in the UK. Um, do you think that's the similar thing in all airports? Is there someone monitoring the Wi-Fi there to see if there's any terrorist Snapchatting going on? Yes. In Assume America? If you're on any uh, Wi-Fi that isn't yours, that there's somebody watching on it. That's why if you use uh, the Wi-Fi at a movie theater you're at or the mall or uh, theme park yeah. or any other ones, just Comcast uh, little Wi-Fi that they have that was garbage in the first place and work and can barely connect to anything on it. <laughs> but there's somebody looking at that. For uh, Specifically in airport, you think they're looking for uh, oh, yeah. terrorist activity or yeah. who's watching porn? I'm sure a little of both. I'm sure they're, <laughs> they're looking, though, that uh, the word jihad comes on there or Taliban. Those start ringing uh, some bells somewhere. Um, like a uh, target word search. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going to get it some lunch, you say, I'm going to go, I'm going to declare jihad on this cheeseburger. You're gonna. You're going to jail. Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna go to jail because it's not illegal to say that. No. But you're definitely gonna have someone that's gonna pull you into a side room that's gonna go. And what did you actually mean by jihad on this hamburger? Um, remember the one guy that got in trouble because he was he was in line, but he had to go to the bathroom at a at a gate, and he said, "I'm fixing to drop a bomb in this bathroom or something." Blow this bathroom up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna blow this bathroom up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I love this. This is a great story. When environmentalists backfire on themselves, um, you know, the, I think New Jersey was one of the first states to implement a ban on single-use shopping bags. The little plastic, little handle bags are great for picking up dog crap. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. So the shift from plastic film, what those things are made of, resulted in a Three times, three hundred percent increase in plastic consumption for bags because um, plastic bags are problematic. They're garbage. Blah blah blah. They millions and millions are discarded. No one takes them back. He stuffs them in that recycling thing. Um, so people started to buy the reusable bags. Um, reusable bags. People buy a ton of them. I told you, my wife's got the, a bag, a two or three big reusable bags, the full of reusable bags yeah. that are folded up. And how often do you forget to grab your reusable bags when you go to the grocery store and you got to buy another set of well, reusable bags? I think right? we've done that enough times that now Kim keeps them in her car. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least some of them. So these reusable bags uh, were stacking up due to repeatedly repurchasing them at the grocery store because you forgot them and you need a bag because they, they don't give you a bag anymore. Uh, one guy says he got so many I have to keep them in the basement. Uh, the problem is they're using more plastic. Instead of having intended uh, beneficial impact on the environment, 
the ban on reusable bags has actually backfired. Plastic consumption in the state has tripled. The New Jerseyans previously consuming 53 million pounds of plastic before the ban, now 151 million. They're all they're made of non-woven propylene. It's much thicker than the typical single plastic bag, single ply. Um, 15 times amount of plastic per bag. And they're, you know, you use them over and over and over. Yeah, but a lot of people aren't. Their, their production on those things is going like crazy with the, with the uh, uh, these multi-use bags. Even though the single-use bags, honestly, uh, I know my house. I know my parents' house. Uh, I know my brother's house. You go under the counter, and there is a ball of plastic bags that have been under there, yeah. probably for. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you always be like, "Hey, you got a plastic bag? Take some." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's under here. Yeah, um, I use them uh, when I clean out like a, a smoker or something. I've used charcoal in. Uh, obviously, I don't use them to pick up. I have a pooper scooper, you know, the plastic handle deal for the yard. But we take the dogs on a walk. I grab a bag. I stuff like five bags in because I'm gonna eat them all. And that's pretty much it. And I think all of this started because someone, there was a sad, sad video of plastic bags floating around, you know, in the air and a sad music. And Heather, do you use plastic bags? I do. Which ones? The reusable? I, I never remember the reusable ones, but I'm at Aldi. And I just grab one of their boxes of throwing out and carry everything that way. Oh, they put it all in a box? They, they, you know, for stocking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's a lot of cardboard you're throwing away. Uh, recycling. Oh, well, well, they take it, you know, they put it in the trash. Well, they're recycling guys, yeah. Are you ready? I am. Let's, let's go. And I have to say, Shannon, your listeners, they're special. Yeah. And they're not just special, but they're hilarious and so open and willing to send these in. Uh, so please keep them coming. If you don't, you don't have to leave your name. You can remain anonymous. Email heatherhasanswers at gmail. All right. Dear Heather, I can't stop watching gore videos. I think this has probably had somewhat of a negative impact on my mental health, but I've seen so many gore videos. I am desensitized to the most unimaginable levels of horror. Why? I have OCD and maybe this is why, but I have a fixation that if there is a painful way I had to go, I have to know what it feels like and imagine myself being burned alive, eaten by a bear, drowned by a shark, etc. So that I can have compassion on people that died that way as well as be prepared so when it happens, I'm not shocked to go. I expect I may die in agony, so I want to at least be prepared. If this isn't affecting my daily life, should I be concerned? Um, yes. Now, when, when you say gore video, is that a video that someone made to, uh, you know, like a fake gore video? Are you watching actual, like, um, what was that? Uh, well, I mean, just the beheading videos would be considered gore. That's what, it, yeah. So they're real. He's watching real. Yeah, it sounds like he's watching real ones. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, you should. He should definitely see somebody. Nah, I mean, if it's not affecting his life, I mean, it, it, it has is a weird. negative impact on mental health. Probably has somewhat of a negative impact on my mental mental health. He says. I, I imagine it does. It's it's graphic horror of death, and 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 you know, tell him to watch The Sopranos. He'll still see some death, but it's not real, and it's very entertaining at the same time. That's Maybe uh, 50-50. Like, watch your gore video and then watch Puppies Frolicking in a Field. And then gore video and then Sesame Street. And- <laughs> the guys at, uh, when I was working for Bubba, uh, the sponge, the guys in the in the, uh, in the the pit, they called it, all the computer guys, just they had a bunch of staff back there. 
they love that stuff. And they, hey, they check this out. And it'd be some guy getting his head cut off with a chainsaw. And I'm like, dude, they loved it. It was always something nasty going on in there. And I don't know if, if those guys are, you know, in prison now or what, but uh, <laughs> just, yeah, I would be concerned about it. It's a little, you shouldn't, is that all he's looking at? Yeah. For the love of God, look at some porn every once in a while. Yeah. Balance it out a little Mix bit. Mix it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, watch Bambi, the movie. Oh, well, that, okay. Okay. Bambi's is awful, too. Well, at the end of it. Well, the beginning. Oh, yeah. The beginning. I'm thinking His of mom yellow. dies. Oh, yeah. His mom dies because a hunter shot her and then took her home and cooked, made sausages out of her. <laughs> you don't know that. A, a person sure. should. A good hunter's not leaving her out in the woods. True. All right. I told my ex-wife's parents why we really divorced, and now they won't speak to her, and it might be my fault. Uh-oh. Hey, all. I'm John. I'm... And I married my ex-wife, Lisa, too young. We got married at 19 because we'd been high school sweethearts, thought we were going to be together forever. We got divorced last year after she had a three-year affair with her now fiancé, Hilda. When I found uh, oh, out... Oh, oh, oh. Hilda? Hilda, a girl. Hot. When I found out about the affair, Lisa was pregnant with our first child, so we still have contact with each other, but needless to say, I don't like Hilda and vice versa. Two months ago, she gave birth to our daughter, and this weekend, Lisa's parents came from England to meet the baby, and when they got to my house, the baby lives with me because Lisa and Hilda live in a dangerous area. It was good. Me and Lisa didn't argue like we normally do, and everyone was having a good time until Hilda started making jokes about me divorcing Lisa because she came out as bisexual. How I didn't want her involved in the pregnancy stuff, like doctor's appointments and being in the delivery room. Me and Lisa had agreed before we divorced that would just be us doing that. And how I wouldn't hate her, her being Hilda, if she had been a man. And I said, no, that's not what happened. You two had been having an affair for three years and I found out. And I hate you because you had an affair with my wife when you knew she was married. If you were a man, I'd hate you just as much, maybe even more. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're a lesbian. You had an affair with my wife, and that's why I hate you. And the reason I didn't want you involved in any pregnancy stuff is because you're not one of the kid's parents. Her parents were confused and asked what I meant and said that Lisa said we were divorced because she came out, and I couldn't handle it and never mentioned the affair. When I told uh. them to ask Lisa, and she said it was true, they looked mortified and said they thought they'd raised, a better, raised her better than to cheat on her significant other. And then they left and went back to the hotel they were staying at. Later, they told Hilda and Lisa that they weren't paying for their wedding anymore. Oh! Lisa was pissed at me and said I had no right telling her business. And if she wanted her parents to know, she would have told them herself. I kind of feel bad, but what was I supposed to do? Just sit back while Hilda told lies about me and made me look bad? But I'm not sure. Is it my fault? Should I try to fix things with her parents or what? Um, no. no. <clears throat> I don't think so either. I don't think he... Was I don't think as he was talking to Hilda, I wonder if Hilda's hot or not. That's really on my mind right now. But um, if, if as he was talking to Hilda, I don't think he did he say that on purpose to in, in order for her parents to hear it, or did he just overhear it? And he wasn't thinking. Maybe maybe he wasn't thinking they they didn't know. Maybe he thought they knew. You know, it's I don't not think it's there's not anything wrong with him defending himself in front of the parents. Yeah. to Hilda. Yeah, especially since he wasn't in the wrong here. Yeah, no, not at all. She was cheating on him. It wasn't the other way around. Uh, she told her parents what probably made her look like the good person out of yeah. this whole situation. Uh, you know, he's divorcing me because I'm bisexual. Even though it just doesn't make any sense because why would you divorce someone and find out they're bisexual unless they've been cheating on you during that time period? 
Well, yeah, and the, the cheating was admitted to. So yeah, because how did one, one one morning she woke up with I'm bisexual, honey. We got to get a divorce for it. This girl Hilda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. He maybe he took the wrong route there. No, I think he's just fine. No, 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 not that. I mean, yeah. I don't mean if Hilda was attractive, and I don't know. Oh, he should have invited Hilda in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more the merrier. According to mainstream media, polyamory is the thing now. So. Yeah, it's all the rage. Scheduling this is the hard part. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tonight we decided to look at my fiance's son's phone. We checked the internet history, and for the last month or so, he's been searching for very graphic porn on a regular basis. We're currently installing parental blocks on the phone, but the content he is looking up has us worried. Rape, bestiality, abusing women. He's also searched for gay porn, and his friend's mom caught her son and him touching each other. I'm not trying to label him or assume his sexual identity. He's clearly just very curious about all this, but at nine... Nine. I don't have any kids of my own, and I'm wow. not sure that I want any. How would you guys handle this? I this can't be normal at nine. Nine years. Well, uh, look what uh, he's learning in school. I mean, you know, strap-ons and how little Timmy can uh, give orals to little Tommy. And I'm not really uh, I mean, I I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I am not surprised. But it's another reason why a nine year nine year old should not have a cell phone. Yeah. Right. But yeah. That's really. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe a flip phone so we can call somebody. Or one of those watches that just has a couple buttons and you can call your parents on it. They have that? Yeah, it's called yeah. a gizmo. Don't you have to have a phone to go with the gizmo? Uh, the parents' phone. Yeah, they just need like the old uh, it's like walkie crickets or whatever. They uh, or else you can only like put two numbers in the phone anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. But, um, you know, they're obviously... Uh, you know, at, at school, they would say, oh, he's just exploring his sexuality, and it's nothing unhealthy about it. And meanwhile, he's, he's searching bestiality and, and, and uh, you know, uh, right? rape and whatever, female abuse. It's, that's not okay. Yeah, that's that would be the worrisome part if it was, again, nine years old, a little early, but if he was just looking at... Um, Boobs. Yeah, normal, even if he, yeah. he may be gay, and he, he's looking into those things. Uh, that's one thing, but the extremes that he's looking at are things that you may want to start looking for some sort of help outside with a therapist or something along the lines. When you're looking at the the rape and the bestiality yeah. and things like that, you're like, uh, first of all, have a sit down with him and go, "Hey, son, what what's what the you know? I get you're maybe feeling you know something about your sexuality or whatever, but the the rough stuff, the bestiality, that the bestiality, that you know." Yeah. That's just you got to shut that down. That goes nowhere. It doesn't start Next, with that. He'll be killing neighborhood pets. Yeah, that's the gateway uh, uh, crime. Well, I mean, I, I do think that is a new step in, in the world of serial killers because there was always the triangle of uh, arson, murdering pets, and bedwetting. But I think that's something that would be added in there now in modern day times would yeah. be the search for abusive uh, imagery and things like that. And never. I agree. Have one of those long jackets to take to school. Oof. All right. Yeah. You got one more to wrap it up with? Um, sure do. So I have a bit of drama going on, and I need the Burke Brigade on this one. I have full custody of my oldest son, age seven, and last summer, my ex and I tried 50-50 to see how my son would react. Well, my ex ended up moving an hour away, and my son would have to get up at four in the morning to make it to school on time, and the only reason I left it alone was to compromise and see if this even works for us. Turns out, it doesn't, but now he doesn't want to switch things up him being the ex for the past six months my son would cry so bad every time he has to leave for the week i think 
I like to think it's because he doesn't want to leave me. Really, it is because he needs structure and schedule. So last night I told my ex, enough is enough. We're going back to the original custody order. Well, he flipped out on me and told me I'm going to lose in court because I let my son miss too much school because I slept in and was lazy and didn't oh, want to take him to school. Jesus. The son did miss 28 days of school. And I know for a fact he only missed 14 days with me. Seven when he had COVID. One because of Halloween. Two because I slept in due to a severe ear infection and vertigo and couldn't possibly walk him to school but i know for a fact that he let my son skip a ton just because he didn't want to drive when he had his new baby daughter with him my son's absences have not affected his grades he's a great student my question is am i going to lose custody for him missing 14 days while in my care or how would i how should i handle this um you here's what you, you don't handle it in the court because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen you know what i mean in there uh, to a custody it would, situation, yeah, it'd be out of your control. At that but point. I don't know why they can't. Uh, he he want, he has to drive where he lives. He has, the kid has to get up at four a.m. and drive an hour to get to school. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's kind of a pain in the ass. But it's fifty fifty. So one week on, one week off. Correct. I yeah. I don't see what's wrong with that. Well, he doesn't want to drive at five o'clock in the morning and get his kid to school. The guy doesn't want to drive. The dad, the dad doesn't want to. Yeah. So who's who's losing? Who's uh, uh, which parent is uh, got the kid out of the school the most? The mother or the father? Oh. Um, I, well, he missed fourteen days with her out of twenty-eight days. So it's that's a lot. Yeah. Fourteen out of twenty-eight. That's fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't bring that up to him. I'd work something out because uh, that's not going to go your way in court if you miss that many half of school. Well, I mean, 28 days total that he missed, only 14 of them he was with her. But yeah, that's that's a lot to miss. Wait, so he's missed 14 with her and 14 with him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounds so like no, it's 50-50 yes. split that's, Yeah, 50-50s, yeah. Uh, no one's going to lose any custody. But the judge may say, I want the kid to live closer to school. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm actually very the surprised father, the judge allowed that type of... Uh, the judge didn't. Yeah. They did it with themselves, yeah. which I feel is the best way to work these things out, personally. It, it is, but you're going to get a ju- judge that's going to say, no, 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 we're not doing the hour drive to school, right. hour drive home. If, he ta- if he pressures it, he's going to be the loser, I'm afraid, in this case. So, so there. All right. All right. Uh, how can people send their emails to Heather you? Has uh, personally, has, has, has answers at Gmail. Yes, keep them coming. These are getting really good. Oh, sorry. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, you can be anonymous. Yeah. Make up a name. I'm sure Hilda wasn't the right name. No, I don't think that was the right name. <laughs> Still, which led me to believe that she's a beast, like Hilda Beast. Well, you know. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious on because Hilda. You don't find too many super hot Hildas. So no, yeah, you don't. Her. No, and I, I, it's, it's not either a fan of her. So maybe I mean, she's got one of those light mustaches, you know, <laughs> kind of sideburnish look, and Hilda just kind of fit. <clears throat> All right, when we get back, it's time for your remarks, uh, and what else? Oh, I got a great story about a nude performance artist and a complaint he made. He had a recent showing which included him being nude at the Museum of Modern Art. And now he's suing them. I don't know what was going on. Maybe the air, air was too cold and, and the AC was in a shrinkage. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> we'll get to it next. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, 
music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open, and I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. I don't think uh, electric vehicles. <laughs> Rich on the text said, you got to change to the Daytona 150. <laughs> that might be all they get out of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole idea of motorsports is the motor, people. The sound of it, the you know, like you said, the timing of the fuel use, and in some cases, this you know, yeah, it, it would just be me. Those things go around yeah, the track, and, and instead of a bunch of you know, uh, race guys, car guys, mechanics, and you know, in the pits and in the garage areas, all you have is a couple of nerds with a tape on their glasses in front of a, a laptop. Well, that is a lot of NASCAR nowadays. Is that the tuning? Now, I'm just curious on how heavy these things are. Because we've been told, uh, you know, those Hummers and the uh, Lightnings are super heavy. So they're going to be having to change. If they can go up the speed the normal cars can. And weigh, you know, three, four, five times. Yeah, they're going to have to do a massive overhaul on all the protection gear and everything. And we've seen electric car fires. They're a nightmare. Oh, yeah. They, just imagine that. Yeah. It, it's inevitable that one's going to catch fire. What will most fire departments recommend? Let it burn. <clears throat> you can't get it to go out. Uh, um, by the way, um, apparently we need to stay off the gas station heroin. It's good advice for anyone. FDA has issued a new warning about a supplement called Neptune's Fix. Neptune's Fix, often found at gas stations, convenience stores, online. It's got an ingredient called TNFTN, and it's uh, linked to serious side effects like seizures, loss of consciousness, and death. Similar to heroin. Um, it's an antidepressant. Approved in some European and Asian countries, not the U.S., uh, causes side effects of the nervous system, the heart, stomach, 
mimicking opioid toxicity and withdrawal as well. The product can be found illegally in the U.S. as a dietary supplement, often marketed by retailers as a way to improve brain function and treat anxiety, depression, pain, opioid use disorder, and other conditions. Any, you know, that little uh, medical display at the 7-Eleven with the horny goat weed and the, the extends, uh, the extends. you got like a pill that's allegedly going to make your, your pecker longer. Uh, I tend to avoid those all, all. I've, you know, I've never heard anyone say they tried horny goat weed. And by the way, it's a, it's a like a, a, a liquid in that little jaw, in that little vial. They sell it though, so there must be some people that are like, "Yeah, baby, it's gonna be a big night tonight." I went down and got some two of the, vials uh, of horny goat weed—one for me and one for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Viagra drink for women? It was a drink. Yeah, they have a—they still have them up there. It looked like uh, Five Hour Energies, but it's like uh, a super sex night yeah, or something slippery like slippery when wet. Super sex night. <laughs> you know, it's Asian when it has, you know, the, the it broken sentences like that. Super sex all night, big. <laughs> For you. Stay away from it. Um, the FDA really can't pull things. They're basically in a situation they need to go and ask the company politely if they'll take it off the market. Well, CD, I mean, the... Uh, yeah, the CDC gets all kind of calls about people uh, ODing on it. So, yeah, that's weird that, you know, we have a opioid, opioid problem and a, uh, a fentanyl issue and, um, and uh, Neptune's fix. And, and what's the, the fake weed? Synthetic marijuana. Spice. I don't even get that. I mean, you, marijuana's everywhere. Why do you need to buy synthetic marijuana? Yeah, it was bigger when it was still... Tough uh, to get marijuana? Yeah. Was it K2 as it used to be, the other one? Yeah, people were dying, freaking yeah, out, eating faces. Uh, and then the bath salts, which weren't really bath salts, were they? I mean, you couldn't go no, to no. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond and get a, a lovely display of some, <laughs> and it like pops <laughs> you, up in your mouth and yeah. you eat a guy's face off. No, you weren't getting uh, the juniper berry. And <laughs> <laughs> this smells like potpourri. No, no, no. Uh, um, I'll get to the nude performer later. Let's get to some remarks. Looks like we have plenty of them. From the Florida Man Radio app. Your best buddy. Um, powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats. Great way to listen to the replays of this program and... <laughs> Everybody says they do have a Viagra for women. It's called diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> they work every time. Hit the little microphone button. We're off to the races. Here we go. Star Trek guy here. Listen to yesterday's show. I'm going to try to drop my idea. It's going over like a lead balloon. I got it. My last example is that rich Georgia Bulldog. I mean, why isn't he donating to homeless dogs? Or, I mean, we hear that... PSA, donate to veteran uh, dogs that got left in the Middle East. Why isn't the bulldog donating to that? And I'm sure his house could hold three or four more bulldogs. Be-do-be-do. Those bulldogs are like eight grand. You know? I've had a couple of them. They're great pets. They have a horrible time breathing. I've decided not to yeah, get another English bulldog. Yeah, they, and they, they don't get any better. I, I had one. 
<clears throat> I had to do the surgery uh, to uh, to help him breathe better, make him snore less. Uh, and he's still, I mean, they it's a difficult, they laser thing off the way in the back of his throat. That didn't even help. I took him all for a walk one night. It was 78 degrees. I ended up in the ER at 8 p.m. because he had a heat stroke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they put him in a tub of ice water for the love There's of God. There's a reason if you've ever seen Ugga during the games, they literally have him sitting on bags yeah. of ice. Yep. Plus, they shove him into his little air conditioning. Yeah, he's got a little kennel. AC unit in the back of that thing. That kid's, he's living large. Hey, Captain Jack from the Redneck Riviera. Hey, listen, this is to all the people out in Arizona, Nevada, New York, and all the other blue states. Hey, Welcome to Florida. Come on in. Go to Disney, ride three rides, and leave your wallet on the table and go the hell back home. Because we don't need you. We don't want you. We don't want you New York and up our state. We like it the way it is. Go on. Get. <laughs> Get. This administration is pushing people to the limit. It's almost like they want people in Texas to do something like they're talking about doing just so they can come in and unleash holy hell on people that try to protect their own borders um, I think it's a trap they're pushing us to see how far we'll go before we do anything stupid yeah you know I'm a conservative and I truly believe in uh, government staying out of people's houses their bedrooms and everything else and I understand this was good this law was passed with good intentions, keeping kids off social media. That's got to be a parent decision. And what's to stop any 14-year-old from just running their birthday back two years when they're signing up? It's really unenforceable and stupid. B2B2. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to me is how uh, it could be policed. And there's, these kids are always going to find a way to, you know. It'll be policed the same way that they've tried to do with uh, the porn sites. Either uh, one will be ID. IDs, or like, the porn stars tried to like you could only you had to, you had to have a credit card. Hmm. Was this stopping you? Um, yeah, sorry, I, I I agree with Heather on the uh, the you know governments shouldn't be the parents and whatnot, but I also think it's a good bill, and I think you know we start we should start treating this social media like it's tobacco or alcohol and there should be some sort some sort of limit on it you know but that's just my two cents be do be do hey it's captain jack from the riviera hey if you don't want your child looking at social media you are the ones paying the bill for the phones put parental controls on it so they can't look at it otherwise you can't bitch about it be do be do true i again i'm so fortunate that i didn't have uh social media wasn't around when the kids were that age because uh they're on it like stink on a monkey right now hey guys if you're relying on social media to get you through rough times when your mother dies <laughs> then you got bigger problems that's pretty pathetic you should have an actual social circle that you rely on a real socializing circle that to rely on when your mother dies not fake social media i hate that when you know yeah. jonathan's kids aren't allowed to get on social media because they don't want them to send out signals that they need help all those child labor laws he's breaking over there <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. here we go 
Uh, Shannon, I uh, would like to comment on your brief conversation with Heather uh, about uh, government intrusion when it comes to parents and uh, social media with their children. I believe that Heather's answer to this was exemplary. And uh, I'd like to praise her in the highest form that I knew how. I would like to pick her up in a car where <laughs> she could choose the destination and I would deliver her there safely in a non-submersible way. God bless. Hey, Shandell, it's Matt. Uh, I just got out of court and uh, I swear to God they were calling the names of the docket. I swear to God, dude. They called Jesus Palomino. Jesus what? Palomino Velez. I need that guy's I phone number. I broke out laughing and right there <laughs> sitting in the courtroom. That's funny. Howdy, guys. This is Nate in Bakersfield, California. So I've seen those uh, AI pictures of uh, Taylor Swift on Twitter or X, and um, they're not realistic at all. I mean, the pictures that I saw, the woman that is supposed to be uh, Taylor Swift actually has a booty. And we all know that Taylor Swift has the body of a 12-year-old boy. So, yeah, it's not even realistic. <laughs> oh. Well, I got a question is what did her opponent, you know, what, what, what do these guys have with her that's so important that they're willing to pay Carrie Lake to stay out, right? She, she's obviously sold out Kristen Cinema, So we got to find out, what, you know, what, what the heck she's getting because it ain't for nothing. What do you mean? Carrie Lake didn't sell out. Well, that's what I think he's trying to say that they're trying to get her out of there because they have something on her that would they, lose. But if they had something on her, they drop it. Yeah. On, you know, that's how they get her out. Star Trek guy here. My Texas border wall is looking pretty good right now. Just go a mile in. That way you don't even interfere with border patrol. I mean, we might lose a mile, a couple of hundred square miles of Texas, but I blame that on the government, not Texas. Second new idea. Why don't we have a presidential combine like we do with football players? Have them run the 40. Have them jump. Have them do an IQ test. Put those numbers out, and then we do the debates. be doo be doo I always thought you could put a border wall in place in certain areas where it's more substantial and have a window, like a drive-through window, and Mexican people can prepare street tacos and sell them to the Americans through the wall. And off is a, a second idea. You know, kids used to have to do the presidential fitness test every year. Yeah. The president should be able to cut past the presidential fitness test. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, this whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing, I bet you it was a big publicity stunt to boost Bud Light sales. She probably won't even be around next season. You won't even see her. Thank God. I hear people say that they're, they're going to get engaged. Oh, it's if he they go to the Super Bowl. It's on. He's in the Super Bowl again to the game. He gets down oh, on one knee. Oh, stop. People's minds explode. He's <laughs> <laughs> in his uniform. She runs out. He gets down on one knee and put, gives the ring. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. <laughs> this is my cliff, Gene. I can't wait till they get electric cars so I can go see the Daytona 3. Beat it, beat it. That's funny. I grew up in a small town in Kansas 50 years ago. All we had was a pizza hut and a gas station. I loved the thin crust pizza back then. 
I've been listening to you since you were in Atlanta. And I love that someone has good taste in pizza, brother. Thank you. I do. I'll eat that thin crust Pizza Hut pizza on a full stomach. Like, I, I, I've come here to work after having lunch, you know, and they go, hey, there's pizza. We, uh, there's a tons of pizza in the, in the uh, conference room. Now, honestly, uh, when it devour. comes to Pizza Hut, that's the only way I eat it. Really? Yeah, not, uh, nothing against it. it it's uh, the regular pan pizza stuff. It, my wife loves it. I'm, it's not my favorite, but the thin crust, that's I'll eat that all day long. Yeah. And other, other people try to do it. Oh, they, yeah, no, they it's say it's a thin close, crust. That's yeah. not even it's nowhere near. Hey, Shando, easy. I got an idea for NASCAR. Maybe you should just put some electric strips on the track so that the cars can pick up electricity. You don't have to change the batteries all the time. But, uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, that's like a slot car. I think Mary did that. Yeah. And if some dude walks out there and electrocutes himself. Dare, dare, dare. I like to watch NASCAR. I've been to a 500. Yeah, I used to be really big into it when I was younger, and then they started changing the rules, putting the restrictor play racing yeah. on, uh, just doing the playoff stuff, and it just drifted away. It wasn't my thing as much anymore. I had a pit pass, Kim and I, and those I, those dudes are the friendliest people oh, yeah. uh, in, in all of sports, I think. Uh, they're like, uh, I had no idea what this guy was doing. He was way back in a stack of wheels, and he was putting blue glue on lug nuts. And I'm like, and I looked over, and he was gluing them to the wheel so they could put, 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 put them all in place. And this guy walked me through the whole process. Very nice. What's up, guys? I don't know. What does it say about a dude that's married to a woman, and his chick or his wife leaves him for a woman? Is he not hitting it right, or what's... What's going on? Like, I have a cousin like that. I don't know. And uh, he's a strange individual anyway, so I'm just trying to figure that out. Maybe you can help me with that. Beedle, beedle. It wouldn't Where matter how he's hitting it because nobody's hitting it now in yeah. in that sense. Maybe he'll just got those magic fingers. <laughs> Massaging, of course. Yeah. Hi, guys. This is Mary in Okaloosa. About 20 years ago, my husband and I took our friend Al, who was about 50 at the time, to uh, his first NASCAR race in Atlanta. And the announcer said, gentlemen, start your engines. And the engines fired up, and we turned to him, and we said, what do you think, Al? And he looked a little bit sheepish and said, I think it moved. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's not going to move it for an electric vehicle, that's for sure. <clears throat> well, apparently NASCAR did not learn a single thing from the Bubba Wallace incident or from Bud Light. I said it before: we need a competing series. This is a a great window of opportunity. Hooters, make it happen. <laughs> They do have a a hold on that, you know, a monopoly on the... Well, yeah, because just like when it comes to uh, spring football, you have to find tracks to race on. You have to find uh, drivers that you can pull away. Right. It's a multi-billion, billion. You just don't have the... Nobody's got the capital, really, to compete against it. The nine-year-old boy exploring his sexuality, uh, you know, those things are natural. People develop at different rates, but... The venturing into the areas that he is um, 
curious about? That's just disturbing. And isn't it the gateway to Gacy? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Definitely. <clears throat> Bestiality. That's what I'm worried about. That kid needs a... Shando, nine years old, bestiality, rape, porn. Come on, man. Whatever, dude. I, I would, I would destroy that phone so quick it would make the little kid's head spin. He needs to get with the Morganics uh, phone plan. And no, you don't have a phone and do the Heather Gizmo thing or whatever, dude. There's no way on God's green earth, dude. Bestiality. I kick your little ass. And the rape thing, whatever. Or just either one of those, <laughs> and both combined, you do. What? What in the world? I would be beyond well, we got pissed. Y'all have a good day. Uh oh. What the hell? Hey, I don't know what the first one went through. It never turned green, but my same cousin that had the twins, the one that wanted to murder the other one. His or her husband thought it'd be a good idea to bring another woman in, and now my cousin is married to the other woman. <laughs> oh, All right. Yeah. Oh, hey, one quick little observation on that nine-year-old. The woman that called in, she said it was her fiance's son, and I think really maybe the strongest part of her question was, should she stay involved with this guy? I think the nine-year-old was their son. I think the yeah. fiancé was another one. Yeah. Is that right, Yeah, Heather? she's mixed up two sons. Um, let's see. Nine-year-old was his girlfriend's son. Okay, so uh, it was another woman's son. So correct me if I'm wrong, but don't most Teslas only have a range of about 400 to 450 miles? How are they going to race in the Daytona 500? You know, because it's a 500-mile race? Just curious. They haven't got that far, you know, into it yet, really. Well, about midway through, everyone stops, have to smoke, they sit around the charger. <laughs> hey, you guys are talking about the electric cars at Daytona. Um, I worked for NASCAR for almost 15 years, so I've seen a lot of stuff over the years. But just recently, in the last couple of years, they've been testing a lot of EV cars. Uh, so Honda comes out there with their EVs. And these things don't even last three laps before the tires are just shredded. Oh. So, yeah, the weight on these cars is a huge factor in racing. Plus, they're stupid. <laughs> Plus, they're stupid. I tell you what, if Dale Earnhardt is up in heaven looking down on us right now, he's glad he hit that wall 20 years ago. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, that is, uh, like, one of the first that happened... Maybe it was in a February, uh, and I I started here. I think it was one. I just got here. I haven't uh, within a month of me being starting on the air here. Hey Shando, I was wondering how we can get a hold of all the awesome tunes that Bubba wrote for, for Florida Man Radio because I can't find them online or anything and. They're hilarious, and I like to play them for my old lady. Uh, I don't know. I'll if you can, but thanks. We could probably uh, put together, could we put that on a CD? 
Uh, we could put it together. They're also, I will try to look for it. I know he has like a, he had a SoundCloud or something like that that had all his songs on it. I will try to remember where it's at and maybe Ooh. I'll tweet that out. I call it potpourri, not poopery. And speaking of poopery, isn't uh, Kamala Harris the border czar? Yes. Um, one more. What's up, guys? Chicken thigh. Uh, so you can pass a bill on the age to use social media, but not to get your wiener cut off. It's kind of weird. <laughs> well, Florida already has that here. Mm. Uh, you know, you can't get that gender affirming cure if you're a minor. Uh, those are all I have uh, time to play right at this point. We'll do it again in the final hour of the program. We're getting dark. Yes, death. Death by food. Oh, death by food? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like too much food or? Uh, a little mixture. Some of it's uh, <laughs> eating too much food. Some of it's uh, being cooked in food. Oh, boy. All right. Hang on. We'll do it next. This is the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. How do you get your Florida Man Radio fix? In the car, on your radio at 105.5 FM. And in crystal clear HD audio on your HD radio at 103.1 HD3. In the office or working from home, we're streaming live at floridamanradio.com or on your Alexa device by saying play 105.5 Florida Man Radio. Out and about, listen live anytime, anywhere on the free Florida Man Radio app. Florida Man Radio is everywhere. Everywhere. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Raheem Morris to the uh, the Falcons. Yep. Not they passed on Belichick. Yeah, I think Belichick's a man who requires like complete control of everything. I don't think the Falcons uh, front office wanted to, do, to relinquish that. Was he the GM as well as the? Or he Kraft would was the GM and he's let Kraft him do his the thing. owner. I right. think Belichick did almost the, all the other bits and pieces to it there. Wow, that was that means Belichick's without a job. Is there any? Are there? I'm trying to think if there are other openings. I believe that's it for him because the Panthers took the Buccaneers off its coordinator today. So the Chargers took. Is there any other? I don't know if there's any other jobs left open. Chargers took uh, uh, Harbaugh. Harbaugh. No, I don't think there's other. No, because not for a head coach. He ain't gonna be a defensive coordinator anymore. No. He'll sit out for a year. You think? Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Manhattan artist John Bonafetti. Uh, he's a performance artist, and. He was at the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. As part of his duties of the exhibit, he performed daily in a piece entitled Imponderabilia, <clears throat> Imponderabilia, which featured two exhibition worker performers standing face-to-face with each other in a doorway approximately 18 inches apart. Members of the public, remember this? They were to walk through <clears throat> between them. And he alleges that he was groped seven different times by five visitors. Oh, somebody went back for extras. Yeah, somebody went back for seconds. Um, he also watched as the female imponderably performer with whom he was performing with was also groped. 
He also participated in conversations with exhibition worker performers in which sexual assaults of multiple other male performers. I guess the different performers came in to do it at different shifts or whatever. Maybe you had to walk in between them. I mean, what did you expect? Yeah, you put performers into a position like you would expect normal human beings not to be reaching out, but they're not normal. We're not normal human beings. Right. You know, you're there with your dong out. I'm more impressed if somebody went back for seconds. Two people. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I'll be back later. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what, what. What? And why didn't he? Did he say something at the time? Or he's supposed to be perfectly still and not move? One of those deals, like a, like a, uh, 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 the guys outside the Buckingham Palace. Yeah. I mean, and some guy came by and gave his jewels a little. Juggle, juggle, what, juggle. What were they expecting to, what, was there supposed to be security guards going to reach out, smack their hand out of the way? No, 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 don't touch it. Don't touch the penis. Or he, I mean, if he was, a, if he considered it a sexual assault, why did they hold on right there? You're, uh, I need you to arrest this guy. He just sexually assaulted me. Or can you really be that, you know, if you take that in front of a judge, I, I, I was sexually assaulted, uh, given the circumstances. I'm standing in a doorway, buck naked, and people are supposed to walk by me. Okay. Uh, case dismissed. I mean, you put your dong out there. Yeah. I, again, I just think that he gets the uh, the only one he gets the sexual assault is the two people that came back because that means they had to yeah. come back around. Yeah. Maybe some people thought that was part of the exhibit. You know, it's uh, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, yeah. Were the big giant signs that say "Do not touch the performers"? Uh, oh, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. Some of the people, the way that doorway was, you were not going to get through that doorway without touching that performer. They blame it on the museum. They say that the uh, they didn't protect them. What I mean, you're I don't know if if, if uh, security is around you as you stand there nude, and some guy is forced to walk with in an eighteen inch opening between your nude body and a woman's nude body. Can what is the what can the security guard do? I said yeah, the only thing he can do is like if they reach out, he can just slap their hands out of the way. Don't touch that, Peter. Pull a gun on him. Yeah, freeze. Uh, they used to have a a law there called the Adult Survivors Act. Allows victims of assaults that occurred years ago a chance to seek justice. Yeah, this is what is getting Trump right now. Yeah. Uh, he continues to suffer from emotional distress of that experience. And it substantially harmed his mental health, body image, and career. You accept the job to stand naked, naked in a doorway. Uh, as the female performers, <clears throat> they told reporters they had been groped as well, pushed, prodded, and poked. They don't see them filing a lawsuit. So what did this change this guy's body image? He's realized he had a penis? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it ruined my body. Everybody walked by, like, whispered, like, hey, you're fat. Yeah, really. Yeah, you could get on the treadmill. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, <clears throat> the uh, I don't even understand the San Francisco. They've now proposed a, uh, a new. What is it? Twenty? You can't get a gas car there after twenty thirty five. They won't be sold there. I think twenty thirty or twenty thirty five. Yeah, that'll never happen. Uh, now. <clears throat> A San Francisco lawmaker has uh, proposed putting uh, limiters on cars by 2027. They would only allow your car to go 10 miles over the speed limit. 
over the posted speed limit. They have something called an intelligent speed limiter system that would GPS to uh, track the vehicle uh, where it's driving and match it to the speed limit for that road. Jesus, Palomino, they're just begging for more government control. Robo cars. We're heading to robo taxis at some some point anyway. Uh, you won't even be paying attention to your car at some point. You'll be drive. It'll be driving you to and from work. You won't even look up. You'll probably be printing stuff on the printer as you drive. It just right <laughs> here we go. This guy says uh, there's no reason for anyone to go over a hundred miles an hour on a public road. Well, I mean, uh, he doesn't know that, right? Who hasn't been on a on a you know straight highway with just absolute you know alligator alley is a great uh, example you can get on that thing and just haul ass um and if you did install they installed such technology the california law that is proposed would also allow the system to be temporarily disabled by the driver it was unclear how long it could be disabled or under what circumstances. Okay, I'm getting uh, chased. Someone's trying to kill me. I managed to get to my car, and now I can, he's got a '67, uh, you know, Camaro, and I and I've got this car that will only go uh, 45 out of 35. Hey, when all cars are outlawed, only outlaws have cars. <laughs> uh, let's get dark. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. Ah, food. Food. We love it. Yeah. It loves us. We love it too much here in America. If you've ever seen pictures of people on the beach in the 1970s, it's amazing. We were all ripped. Like, human beings in the 70s, either fat people didn't go out or everybody was ripped in, like, the 60s and 70s. Yeah, so there are a few, uh, you know, they, they're they a rarity, you know. Uh, again, you look at those pictures, uh, every once in a while you'll see them come on, like, what's missing here on the beach? And you look and... And remember, uh, leave it to Beaver, Lumpy, Lumpy Dumpy, the big fat ape, he was the big, they, they, they tease him for being fat. Most men today would beg to have Lumpy's body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but do you know that food can easily kill us just as well, be it... Uh, I mean, the poor guy on the plane that little fish smell or shrimp smell gets him to the hospital, or maybe it's a choking hazard, or maybe you just get, you know, food falls from the sky and kills you. Food? That's very possible, yeah. (laughs) Very possible. (laughs) You never seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? No, I haven't. (laughs) But we'll start with the classic, and of course, that's a hot dog eating contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, people died? Oh, people die all the time for eating contests. We, I think we did a whole dark history on just people dying eating contests per period, but the, this is not what this is all going to be. Uh, yeah, it's dangerous. You're, you're, you're trying to eat as fast as you can. Uh, you're getting, blocking your airways. Yeah. Uh, you're not a professional. You're not addict. chewing as much as you should be chewing. Yeah, you're, you're one of those purists that don't have to dip it in the lemonade like the monsters do. <laughs> but... 13-year-old Noah Akers was participating in one of these hot dog eating contests, but he wasn't eating in a hot dog eating contest. This was called a, the article called it a hot dog eating game back in 2010. A game? Yeah. It was hosted by the Boys and Girls Club in order to raise relief funds for the earthquake in Haiti. So it was raising relief funds for Hillary Clinton's new wardrobe, because that's where all that money went to. Remember, she stole all that money from Haiti. Yeah. Uh, while the club claims it was well, not yeah, an well, we eating contest. We gave it to contest, people to build little houses for them. It was not an eating contest in the normal sense. The children were asked to only eat one hot dog that was covered in whipped cream. 
It was still an event where a candy prize would be given to whoever managed to finish the hot dog covered in whipped cream the fastest. That sounds oddly homoerotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on. It's, it's a weird condiment topping. Like, they went with uh, the whipped cream's odd. Well, Noah had been participating in the event when the hot dog became lodged in his throat. Although bystanders attempt to dislodge the hot dog from his airway, it remained stuck until paramedics arrived. The wow. paramedics were able to dislodge the hot dog, but poor Noah had gone too long without oxygen and passed away. Oh, my God, that's terrible. An investigation was made into the event, though, and it was determined the organization had provided proper supervision and warning, so they were non-liable. Oh, really? Yep. Damn. I mean, they tried, but what's worse, though, is probably the fact that they covered it in whipped cream. So some sort of dairy or non-dairy fat that was making it harder to get that hot dog. Oh, that'll slide it. it right down there. Nah, you're lubed up. Nah. <laughs> but then when you're trying to get in there, like your fingers all slipping around and uh, oh, to pull it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need tongs. Uh, it's estimated that in 2018 alone, a total of 14 people died due to workplace-related mishaps in the United States. A died a day, and a wow. lot of them are food-related. Raymond Segura. A 56-year-old man who worked for a bean company in Colorado. Unfortunately, experienced an accident which resulted in his untimely death in 2012. Mr. Segura had been working for the Kelly Bean Company for over 12 years without incident until one day. The overhead conveyor belt he was monitoring malfunctioned. The conveyor belt was used to transport pinto beans in large bulk quantities. And due to the malfunction, Mr. Segura became trapped under falling pinto beans. Oh, you could die. Oh, he did die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, when he did not dis- respond to inquiries about his status, workers were sent to investigate and saw him under a mountain of beans. Damn. Once it was realized that Mr. Segura had become trapped under the beans, over 50 emergency personnel, as well as inmates from a local jail, came to his aid to try to dig him from this beans. I must have had a crap ton of beans oh, on him. Yeah. It took over an hour to dig Mr. Segura's uh, body from the 20-foot pile of pinto uh, beans that had fallen on top of him. And you got to throw those pinto beans away. You can't sell them to people. Some guy died in there. You can refry them. Sacrilege. Oh, were they were they fried beans? Were they were they refries? Or they just just bean beans? They were just pinto fried. beans. But I mean, you fry them and refry them. By then, oh. you got the Mr. Segura off by by that point, That's right? That's true. Unfortunately, by the time they reached Mr. Segura, had already passed away. Though it was unknown if it was due to lack of oxygen or the impact of the beans. Impact of the beans, and uh, uh, the weight, you won't be able to breathe. An inquiry was put in place concerning the malfunction of the conveyor belt by both the police and the Kelly Bean Company, but the incident was ultimately ruled an accidente. Accidente. Mm-hmm. Con frijoles. <laughs> this one's for you. Now, we never want to uh, always suggest when you feel that you maybe want to end your life. There are many, many different services to help yourself out. Uh, don't ever go through with it. It's very terrible. But this guy went out in a certain blaze of glory, per se. So, Mr. Brian Edels of Scotland was a 46-year-old father who committed suicide on the job in 2012. Mr. Edels, who had worked for the Glenfiddich Distillery for 22 years, had just celebrated his wife's birthday the night before and seemed normal while at work the next day. However, despite his normal appearance and activity, Mr. Edels climbed 16 feet up to the top of the 13,000-gallon tank in which the whiskey was stilled and threw himself inside. In? Yes. Oh, he died in a giant vat of whiskey? He did. Alarms oh. were raised shortly after when the paramedics were called in to aid Mr. Eldridge. By the time the emergency crew was able to reach him, he was unresponsive and pronounced dead on the scene. Um, was he like floating? I'm interested in how he died. 
Did he asphyxiate? Did he drown? Did he just get in there and start just drink and drink and drink? Uh, it does say that after investigation, no signs of sus- uh, suspicious circumstances or foul play were suspected Mr. Edel's death. It was concluded that he unfortunately had taken his own life, uh, though police did not find a suicide note. Uh, the coroner determined that his cause of death had been drowning in the vat. Mm, what a way to go. Drowned in whiskey. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I'd be... Uh... It'd be sacrilegious, I think, you know? Yeah, because you, know, you have to dump all that out. If you're at the Glenn Fittich distillery, you're a fan of Glenn Fittich, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why you're there. Yeah. It's like me going and killing myself at the Jameson's place. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he, well, I could, but th- that he was, would be. He'd worked there for 22 years, so right. maybe he wasn't a fan of it anymore. <laughs> like a, a free bottle there once a week <laughs> or something like that would be nice. Uh, now, a lot of food can be used in a fad diet. Uh, we've seen them come and go. The Atkins diet, the uh, low-carb diets, yeah. the cabbage diet, which was a weird one. That cabbage I heard that would work really well. Yeah, well, yeah, but you Very also have, like, uh, cabbage farts for the next two and a half weeks after every time you try to do that. But over time, many diet fads have come and gone, and all which claim to be the best option for maintaining the perfect health. One Basil Brown, a health fanatic. Great name, Basil Brown. Basil, yeah. If, even better if he went with like basil, then that just sounds like a guy's a health fanatic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Basil Brown. He was known for his interest in attempting to find a new level of perfection. The 48 year old had gone through various different avenues in trying to chase his ultimate health goal. One of those had to be in 1974 during a stint in which he drank an estimated one gallon of carrot juice daily. Carrot juice? Yes. He probably glowed orange at one point. Oh, yeah. I, my, uh, uh, my daughter, when she was a little kid, loved. Uh, sweet potatoes, and she ate sweet potatoes. So literally, her skin was orange. Yeah, we had I, to back it down a little. I bit. used to work for a Logan Steakhouse, and we had a guy there that was an aspiring actor, and he was poor. Uh, but we would go at the end of the night. You, we just, you bake a bunch of sweet potatoes, baked potatoes. You would throw them out, and he would always take all the sweet potatoes. I, that's all that guy ate. Uh, for weeks upon weeks upon weeks, and he sweet had potatoes. Was, that, he, was, he, was he orange? Oh, he was orange as <laughs> can be. <laughs> he looked like he was putting Trump bronzer on. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Mr. Brown was advised by his doctor that his new health regimen was going to have detrimental effects. He was advised. As, they told him that. Yeah, irreversible damage to his liver. Ooh, really? Despite this warning, Mr. Brown kept up his new diet over a period of ten days, drinking ten thousand times the recommended daily intake of vitamin A. True to his doctor's words. Mr. Brown experienced cirrhosis of the liver. He may be the only man who has ever died of cirrhosis that wasn't alcoholic, right. which ultimately killed him. After being autopsied, it was ruled that his overingestion of vitamin A caused toxicity and prompted liver failure. Mr. Brown also experienced a yellow-orange hue to his skin due to the large amounts of carotene in his system from the carrot juice. <laughs> now, we talked about how the workplace with food can be very dangerous and man died in a hill of beans. Right, and food manufacturing, mm-hmm. yeah. I just, uh, I don't know if I have this one on my list, but just like a couple weeks ago, there was the kid that got run through the deep owner at the chicken factory just recently. Oh, God. Which I, of course, thought in my messed up head. I was like, did it actually debone him? Yeah. Come out as boneless kid? (laughs) It's worth a look. Uh, But there's always precautions that need to be taken. Uh, 1998, David Mays and Ian Erickson were both believed to be the necessary, preca- the necessary precautions been taken when they were called in to perform maintenance on a bread baking oven in Harvest Time Bakeries in Lake Castor. The oven, which was 70 feet long, 75 feet long, had not been shut down off long enough, however. Instead of being deactivated for a full 12 hours before maintenance, the oven only had been shut off for about an hour. 
Those oh. ovens are ridiculously hot. Ridiculous, yeah. So Mays and Erickson entered the oven only to call through their walkie-talkies moments later that it was too hot inside. Due to there not being an option to reverse the conveyor belt, the men were forced to continue through the whole walk. Oh. The temperature in the middle is estimated to be about 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my God. It took 17 minutes for the conveyor belt to bring Mr. Erickson and uh, Mr. Erickson out, but Mr. May somehow became trapped inside the oh, oven. Oh, I got sideways in there. Due to the extent of his so burns. Did the first guy make it out? Was he alive or just burnt? Uh, he made it out. Uh, he, uh, Yeah, Mr. Erickson made it out. Uh, due to the extent of his burns, Mr. Erickson died in front of his co-workers, though. The, the guy they, oh my they God. pulled out. And the paramedics recovered Mr. May's body after reviving, arriving on the scene. Due to the circumstances of their death, the lawsuit was filed and revealed that the management at harvest time had declined repairmen come due to the cost and the length of time it would take to repair the oven. Instead, they sent their own staff members in to do it. Wow. They didn't think to cool it down a little bit before they sent someone in there? Nope. They chose to go in the oven while the oven was still warm, so they didn't have to wait long for it to reheat it, and they could continue production. Oh my God. Three executives and the owners of Harvest Time all admitted to health and safety offenses and were fined roughly 370,000 euros. Man. Mm, mm, mm. Now, sometimes you go to the reverse, though. You don't go through the baking machine, you get mixed up in some dough. Because. Dough hook, dough hook will mangle a man's arm, yeah, rip well, it right off. Uh, baking is very dangerous across the yeah. board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Mr. Nung Sui Kwang, he was the 73-year-old of the Sang Confectionery in Singapore. Uh, he was pretty routine uh, day he was going through. In 2018, Mr. Ning was in the middle of making red bean paste for his confections when he apparently fell into the dough-making machine. The mixture had unfortunately been on, and due to the force in the machine, no. he was crushed to death inside his mixture. Oh, God. His body was found by his workers who noticed there was an odd burning smell from coming upstairs. Is that motor? Oh. Yeah. Oh By the time God. the emergency personnel arrived, however, it was too late, and Mr. Ning had passed away. Ugh. He had been working on the second floor since 4 a.m. as he did every day, making it uncertain when he fell into the mixer exactly, and his death was unruled and unfortunate accident. The bakery, which was next to his daughter's salon, had been featured in the Straits Time for its traditional creations and baked goods only four years prior. And now it's known for something completely different. And then sometimes... You can just fall, die by chocolate. Chocolate? Mm-hmm. All right. 2009, Mr. Smith, his name was Vincent Smith Jr., had recently been hired by the Lions and Sons in Camden, New Jersey, which processed and mixed chocolates. He was standing on top of the platform of a vat of melting chocolate. Mr. Smith had been in charge of adding chocolate to the vat when he apparently slipped and fell in. Oh, God. One and it's hot. It's hot chocolate, right? It's melting? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's melted chocolate, yep. One of the co-workers saw him fall in and ran to shut off the valve, but Mr. Smith had been hit by one of the paddles inside the the vat, which kept the chocolate moving, so he could not resurface. By the time the co-workers got him out of the vat, it was too late, and Mr. Smith was pronounced dead due to being hit by the paddle and pulled under the hot, melting chocolate. I wanted to let him dry. You know, uh, like a, you know, they, <laughs> they it's like a solid dude, you know, I mean, a chocolate covered dude. They had to crack him out like an Easter bunny. <laughs> While the fall was ruled accidental by police, it was discovered that the company had been working without the proper permits. Lions and Sons was then investigated by the Occupational Safe and Health, Safety and Health Administration over their safety precautions, and the family filed a wrongful death suit. And we got time for one more. 
Uh, we won't do the Wee for a Wee because that's an old classic. Wee for Wee. Yeah. That's the old classic radio bit where they made the lady drink uh, water oh. to win a, a, a Wee. And yeah. A wee and, and she died because her it, brain floated or something. Oh, you just died of, uh, of water, water toxicity. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about the dude that also got cooked. Ooh. In tuna. <laughs> In 2012, 62-year-old Mr. Molina had been assigned to fix some of the chains inside the 11-meter-long, 11 11 about 35-foot oven. It was inside when one of his co-workers turned on the oven and then proceeded to dump around six tons of, of tuna inside. Mr. Molina had no means of escape. It was cooked inside the 270-degree oven along with the tuna for two hours. Oh. His co-workers discovered oh. his charred body after they realized his car was still in the parking lot and he was declared dead by firefighters who arrived on the scene. Mm. After looking into Mr. Molina's death, it was found that Bumblebee Tuna had been reporting their workers' injuries, including a severed finger, uh, hadn't been reporting their worker injuries, including a severed finger and a fractured skull, which had occurred due to their safety violations. Wow. The company, uh, the company, the plant's director of operations and the safety manager were charged with three felony counts of safety violations causing death, and Bumblebee had to pay over $6 million in damage. Oh. The whole dying in tuna, steamed tuna. <sighs> yeah, he had to have a closed casket because... It smelled so oh, bad. It would just smelled like tuna. Horrible stench of tuna. Like bad tuna. Um, when we ref- uh, return, um, the, pen- uh, the tipping thing is out of control. You'll never... You know, they spin the screen around and suggest a f- 10, 15, 20% tip. You'll never believe where it's popping up now. Uh, and they're considering uh, the Pamplona running with the Bulls without Bulls. It'll be virtual Bulls. I mean, what? Everybody puts on VR headsets and runs and goes, ah! <laughs> Some guy stabbing you with, a, with a, a, a broom handle. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Remember the uh, the In-N-Out Burger closing in Oakland? Yeah, because you couldn't uh, park your car and not get it broken into. Yeah, you could go in for a burger. Uh, you could sit in your car and eat your burger without getting robbed. Well, just the crime was a problem. Um, imagine you're sitting in that In-N-Out Burger in your car, hoping you don't get killed, enjoying your double-double, and you hear a ruckus, and down the street... From literally six blocks up the road comes a pickup truck with a chain around its trailer hitch dragging an ATM machine that they just stole from a Bank of America. Dude, that is broad daylight. Yeah. Just, just drag <laughs> sparks flying everywhere. I mean, I, I, I haven't heard that they caught these people. I, I just can't. Uh, I mean, that shows you how uh, understaffed the cops they have that. These guys hooked up, chained a, a ATM, pulled it down, drug it down the street, and not one point did a cop ever get there to be like, hey, uh, what's going on, guys? And apparently he got it where he needed to get it, yeah. uh, you know, to uh, uh, work on, I guess, breaking into it. <clears throat> Man, that is... Uh... Well, I hope they know they got a long day ahead of them breaking into that, too. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Got to get your concrete saw or something. Man. Um. So this lady is shopping. She took to Reddit to reveal this little thing. 
and she is looking to buy uh, some clothing <clears throat> online, some pants. And she goes to close out the order. Oh, she's buying a sweatshirt. Uh, and a tip page pops up and asks if she'd like to tip. Um, they said the tips, you know, would uh, go to the uh, end of the year bonus for employees. I'm like, why do I have to support? The employee didn't do anything. <clears throat> now, after I've ordered it, the employee's going to box it up and ship it and all that other stuff. Why should I tip them for that? They're getting paid for that. Yeah, but are they getting that money? Or is it going to the, the boss's the boss? cocaine, and, cocaine and hooker fund? Yeah, I mean, is it... Uh, there's no proof that that guy uh, down at the conveyor belt that boxed it up and sent it on its way is ever going to see a dime of that. Why would I ever tip that person? You know, now you're you you're you're, you're subsidizing <clears throat> restaurant owners in a way, and and you know food prep people, and now you're uh, subsidizing a company's uh, employee bonus program. Kind of socialist? Yeah, well, I guess it's a good time now to tell everybody that we are now adding the tip jar to the Florida Man Radio Right on the app, right up right when If you're satisfied with your experience <laughs> with the program, you can just, you know, tip us right there. <laughs> retail is looking for tips. Yeah, but that's not even retail. Uh, it's one I, I could even almost sum uh, the extreme justification that if I go to a uh, a clothing store... And they have a salesperson on the floor, and that salesperson, you know, hey, I need a shirt that, uh, you know, I need a blue shirt. I'm this size. Uh, can you help me out? Yeah. They, they come in, they bring like four or five. Here, look at this one. Try this one on. Try this one on. And then at the end of that, they spin around. There's a tip thing. I may consider it there because yeah. they put a bunch of effort into if, that if I, sale. Yeah, I had a guy when I lived in California that worked at Nordstrom. I was in the hotel business at the time, so I had to wear suits and blah, blah, blah. And he knew everything I I, I owned. He had a, a, a file on people on a card. He had, you know, he knew what kind of suit I had, what color, blah blah blah. And I could call him up and say, "I'm in a hurry. I need this to go with that." And he said, "What, you know, what jacket are you going to wear it with?" And I could pull up to the north of me. He would run it out to me. Yeah, I would always tip that guy. That's before they could spin the thing around. He could, that, you know, that's uh, he did cash uh, money back by far an exemplary uh, over the top of his own job. Um. They say the tipping overall, even in restaurants, is down. Um, what's the percentage? Looks like seven percent. Yeah, seven yeah, percent from last year because mainly inflation, you know. And also, people are just oversaturated with it now. You're right. When, when everything you do now, there's a printout at the bottom that has a tip uh, on the bottom of it uh, for everything. You're you're just going okay. I, I'm not. I, I I can't. I can't give everybody in the world an extra two three dollars every time that for just purchases that I didn't do that before. When I'm not getting any extra services out of these people, right? I like to tip. Watch somebody. You know, like at the Lasbadas, they make. I watch the guys make my sandwich. Mm -hmm. It's kind of entertainment. I don't have a problem tipping there. I'm not tipping for you know. I want to buy a pair of jeans. Why well, want to give you a tip? That's infuriating. And 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 they they make the suggestions for you, which is a little more infuriating.
Yeah, I think I saw the other one the other day where there was a restaurant that, you know, normally it's like 15, 20, 30. Yeah. Uh, this one had 20, 50, and 100. 100? <laughs> like they actually thought people were going to do 100% oh my God. On, the 100, on, their, on the channel. <clears throat> Maybe if it was like Christmas time, <laughs> but no. And, and with a regular waitress, but that's ridiculous. Uh, the Pamplona Bull Run. Uh, my stepsons have been to this with their dad they, a, a few years ago. And they actually, well, they don't like run and write. They were next to one. They touched one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the San Fermin Bull Run in Pamplona, uh, a debate has erupted there after the president of the federation that helps run the annual fiesta said animal cruelty concerns mean it would be better if the bulls were not involved. Uh, I would like San Fermin to be without bulls. That's my personal opinion, he says. I could easily live without seeing a running of the bulls or without going to bullfights. You've seen it. Thousands of runners through the cobbled streets, the old part of the town there, and they're trying not to get gored. uh, You know, usually someone does. That's all part of it, though. It's like going to NASCAR to watch a wreck. Right. The runners, you know, it's uh, they run 800 meters with the participants, and then they're, they're at the Plaza de Toros, you know, so this 800 meters. I don't know. I don't know. You can argue that bullfights are cruel. Yes. But I don't know about the running of it, right? Not particularly cruel. Uh, 180,000 bulls are killed annually in bullfights. Man. Uh, what, what happens to the, uh, is it an edible? Can you eat the, yeah, that thing? Can they, or is it uh, too tough because it's running not too yeah, much? They cook them. They do? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I'd hate to see, you know, it's the culture. Who cares what... Uh, what we in the West care about it, uh, about Spain, or, you know, in the United States care about it, because, but now you've got people in Spain, the president of the, of the whole organization that runs the, 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 the San Fermín bullfight wants to do it without, who, why would you just run down a street? Why would they, uh, why did they elect this person? <laughs> why, well, who was the one that was like, yeah, let's elect so and so? He's the newly appointed the- president of the Pamplona Federation of Clubs that runs the event. Man, I better. They might just hit him with one of those spears. They shoot the the bull with. I can't see it happening. No, I mean it's just that would be the death of their tourism. Nobody's going to Pamplona to uh, to see the running of the Spaniards. And and it would just be guys in in white pants and white shirts and red kerchiefs running down a street into a into an arena. Uh, what's going to happen at the arena? Are they going to go? Are they going to be guys with their fingers on their foreheads like? Look out, it's Mr. Runner. Dudes in golf carts just with horns <laughs> on the front of it. <laughs> or um, uh, guys on bicycles, you know. <laughs> That's stupid. I gorge you. You have to stay down now. <laughs> I gorge you first. No, I gorge you. Uh, there is an ancient long uh, festival been going on for 1,250 years in Japan. It's called uh, Shin-o-toko. Or God Man. And in the event, thousands of men stripped down to the loincloths 
and literally fight with huge scrums of other men stripped down to nothing but a loincloth as they fight to uh, to touch a completely naked man who is designated the Shin Otoko, or God-man, in the hope that it will bring them good fortune. Not only a naked man, a man they have sh- shaved smooth like a baby seal. <laughs> shave you smooth like seal. The man will touch you. Um, good fortune all year long. Yeah. Where do you, anywhere you touch him, it's yeah, okay. You t- it was your, uh, it's a kind of like uh, if you can touch him, you're giving him him, all, him your bad juju for the year. Oh, so well, it'll bring you prosperity, fertility, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, for the first time ever, because you know, equality. Yeah, women. There are a lot of women in it. Only forty women, alongside ten thousand. Men in loincloths for the first time. They will have to be completely dressed. <clears throat> um, yeah, but... They, they're going to be fighting with the women, right? Well, I mean, Japan's such a polite society. A lot of times, uh, I think they're just going to let the women go to the front, touch the guy, and then they're like, all right, we can go back to doing our stuff. Probably. Uh, the events sees thousands of men. They say uh, they will remain fully clothed and will not be partaking in the crush of the near-naked bodies this historic event is famous for. They also battle over sacred sacred wooden sticks called shinghi, which are thrown into the crowd by a priest. Activists uh, say it's a welcome step forward for gender equality. Or as they call it, equality. Just... Breaking that glass ceiling to also get to touch the naked, naked man. man. <laughs> <laughs> because we believe women t- touch naked man too. Shinotoko. <laughs> Shaved from head to toe. Did they grease him? I would hope they do, because that just makes it even funnier. So they, the god man is shaved, head to toe, stripped down. The, uh, the men carry ribbon-covered portable shriners on bamboo poles. Uh, there, they call out to the Shinotoko to appear before rushing to touch him in order to pass over their bad fortune. After the violent struggle, the Shinotoko is pulled back into the safety of the shrine. Man. I wonder if, uh, I'm assuming it's like a great honor to be the Shinotoko, but also, do you tell all your friends or the next day you show up just completely shaved, completely, and they're like, oh, were you Shinotoko? You didn't even tell us? <laughs> Or, or then you get shoved out there, and one of your neighbors is like, Hey, Chay, that's you? <laughs> you couldn't give me a heads up you're going to be Shinotoku this year? Penis usually big or cold, <laughs> so cold in temper. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know how I feel about the power given to NBA players to... Pick and choose uh, someone from usually courtside that said something they didn't like. Oh, I hate it. It's. I mean, don't be such a pussy. I'm sorry. You're making uh, some of those guys upwards of like a million dollars a game. Uh, you're going to take some abuse. I don't care if right. they say the meanest thing about your mom or anything. You're getting paid billions to 
play a children's game, you can take a little abuse from the guy courtside. I mean, as, as long as he's not dropping every, N-words or... Uh, yeah, every sport has hecklers, you know? I mean, you're not supposed to do it. It's improper in playing golf and, uh, and tennis. Um, but if you're playing any other sport, you know, contact or not, whether it's soccer, football... Uh, you know, baseball, you're going to get heckled by the, by, by people in the crowd and by the other players. So Luka Doncic, uh, of the Dallas Mavericks, he, they were playing the Phoenix Sun and he got a fan ejected in the third quarter. A Suns fan at, who yelled at Doncic. That he was tired and needed to get on a treadmill. That is, that's a classic uh, uh, troll from the crowd. Yeah, it wasn't even a good one, honestly. Wow, that's not even as, you know, I mean, how many times do the ref, you need some glasses or, you know. The coach, uh, Jason Kidd, conceded as much later in the season by saying, oh, uh, oh he, he did it. He made headlines 21, 2021. When he retired Hall of Fame, Reggie Miller, TV analyst, said during a telecast Mavericks game that Doncic looked overweight. Dallas coach John Kidd conceded as much later as the, the season by uh, saying Miller did the Mavs a favor with some observation that da- Dallas beat Phoenix in a seven-game series. Uh, after the comment, Doncic immediately turned around and pointed in the direction of the fan who was wearing a Devin Booker number one Suns jersey, and that fan was indeed ejected. That, Man, that is, is BS. Ten ply soft. What a pussy. He took the issue of reporters saying the ejection was based on the comment about the treadmill. So it was only so it was the only time that time he said something. The only time? Yeah, I was here in the whole first half, right? You put something that was just the only one thing that he said. Yeah, they can. I mean, there were some of those '80s NFL players, uh, the LTs of the world. That they said that they those guys knew your your like your mom's birthday, and things they would they would research to do trash talking ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. He said he was he was cursing me the whole first half too, but I had enough of him. It was a little bit of frustration. Yeah, don't care. You make way too much money. Just play the ball. I, and- I, I mean, if the guy was constantly like I've been, <laughs> I went to a, uh, a, a city a Orlando City game back in the was in the Citrus Dome, and <laughs> there is a British dude there who man he had a he had a chant for everything. He had funny funny stuff that he said. It was just he was hysterical, um, and it was it was a, a, an enjoyable part of the ex- experience. And everyone else would join in with this chance. But if you've got that one guy who's just a dick yeah. and, and he's just yelling, uh, I don't know, I think the treadmill comment's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, that, if that was the one that finally broke his back, they, he was uh, the treadmill one was the one that got him to kick the guy out of the game, come on. Damn. What a, uh, yeah, I, do, I don't like, uh, not all the players do it. But I think I think the, the problem is it becoming kind of okay. Does does any player have the right to have somebody removed from the 
no. fans of the Clippers? Or is it just the elite players? Is the it- elite ones. The LeBrons and the Lucas and those those people of the world have the ability to remove people. I've never seen. I don't. Wh- who was the first one to do it? I think LeBron was. To my knowledge, I, I never saw. I mean, you never I, saw yeah. old school. You know. I know he's had a couple people kicked out. So I don't know if he was the first, but I know he's been a uh, a frequent user of that. Well, that's should be illegal. Yeah, a, usually those guys now, that guy probably paid a couple thousand dollars for that courtside seat, didn't get to watch the end of the game, and more than likely the arena, because they want to back the player, they'll probably give him a, a year ban. He won't be able to come to any more games for a year. That, that fan? Yeah. <clears throat> that is bullarkey. Why did your team stand up for you? You didn't say you were shouting any curse words. That is uh, baloney. In other sports news, Notre Dame has added a 30-year-old kicker, a walk-on. His name is Eric Goins. He was picked up after coming off a seven-year stint in the United States Army. He was a kicker for the Army, uh, for the uh, for the Citadel, from 2012 to 2015, and then his whole career was put on hold. He went to the Army to fulfill his commitment to uh, to the armed forces. Um, he enlisted as an airborne infantry second lieutenant, earned his first lieutenant bars, earned his captain's bars after four years. He ended his service as an executive officer in combat advisor training unit. <clears throat> um, and he was a pretty damn good kicker. In 2015, he kicked kicked off 74, to- 74 times. Uh, 61.1 yard average and 32 touchbacks. He was named second team all Southern Conference selection that year and was a finalist for the Fred Mitchell Award. And he's 30. Nice. Good for him. To, he gets back I mean, in there. He's almost too old to be in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, he's tapped out. But I mean, there was a guy probably five or six. No, it's been a little longer than that. But I think he, I want to say he played for South Carolina, but he was like 50. He had gone his entire military. He had been military his entire life. Still had college eligibility. Fifty. He walked on. They uh, they loved the guy. He was a good linebacker. He was an okay linebacker enough to he could hang out and and work out with the players. They smoke cigarettes in the halftime or something. <laughs> you guys got any kids got a light? Back in my day, we'd smoke on the sideline. I got, I can buy you guys booze too. If you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kicker at my place, fellas. Um, I, yeah, I think it's great. He's married. Uh, isn't he married? Married with a couple of kids. So he's going to miss out on all that great college poon as being a football player. Sorry, kids. I'm sorry I had to hear that. I mean, there's still time. Crude. I guess. Uh, he said, I, I graduate school seemed like a natural starting point for me. Uh, when he got out of the Army, he, he chose graduate school. He chose Notre Dame. He, like, he values the Catholic faith uh, that it's founded on. Um. He set a record of 16 field goals in 2015 for the Citadel, which still stands today. Hoorah. It wasn't your, you know, your kicker came along out of nowhere, too, though, for the Cowboys, Brandon Arbery. I think he was a soccer player. Yeah. He, yeah. He was a soccer player uh, in for Toronto FC in 2017. That was the last time he had played. <laughs> he, in what? 2017. 2017? Yeah. What's a kicker make? Uh, depends. League minimum one point seven. What's uh, the, is that? The league minimum 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 wages. I wonder how a uh, Star Trek guy feels about the minimum wage in the uh, in the NFL. It's like a million bucks. 
you know, if you have a, the one thing about a kicker though is you have, you know, a bad season and you know, it's quick. Yeah, yeah. You, you miss two two extra points in a game, you're gone. Yeah, I wonder if that Bills kicker is going to stay around after he missed the uh, game tying. Yeah, uh, Brandon Aubrey was a uh, working is a uh, software engineer after he used to, after he left he really, he left soccer in 2018. Uh, was working as a software engineer when his wife said she was watching an NFL game, said you could do that. So he tried out for the Birmingham Stallions, which was the USFL team. was great there. The Cowboys gave him a tryout, and uh, the rest is history. So, Wow. He's 28 years old. 28? Yeah. And if I didn't have a bum toe, I might go give it a shot. I have a really <laughs> bad toe. <laughs> turf toe. Yeah, it, 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 it is kind of a turf toe issue. Uh, all right, when we return, uh, Kimmer and... Uh, Pete Davis will join us. We'll get an update if they have anything about the Fannie Willis issue. I read today that a report came out that she's been removed from another 2020 election case. The judge removed her because of her political bias. Yes. How did she get this one? And also, they, she was already being looked into about old oh, Mr. Uh, Nathaniel Ward, and she told people to stop looking at it because he's black, and that's just racist. Uh, All right. By the way, it's National Florida Florida Day. To recognize our arrival as the 27th state in the union. So, so have, commit a weird crime. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> commit an awfully strange uh, crime. All right. Uh, oh, I got to get this thing ready, don't I? Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> I wonder, uh, uh, Kimmer had um, Neil Bortz on his program today. I wonder if he's in the studio with him or. Yeah, I wonder how they're handling Raheem Morris being the new coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, um, what do you think? I don't think they're happy. No? No, I doubt it. Why? There's a lot, a lot of I doubt there's a lot of Atlanta Falcon fans that are super happy about Raheem Morris. Uh oh. All right, that's next. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere. WXUS HD3. W266DY Tunnelin. WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio. Al Sharpton was on uh, Morning Joe. And, uh, man, he, uh, what a race baiter, this guy. That's all he does. He said it was humiliating to watch what Tim Scott did uh, to a, as a sitting senator. One time, he wasn't even on the script. He interrupted Trump to pay homage. So I had to say, I had to say that because it's bothered me all night. He said, it's not a good day in my life to watch Tim do that. I mean, to think that he fought to see people like him, black, become high elected in the South and to do that. Do that what? Just introduce Trump? Yeah. That's it. To go against the Democratic Party is what it is. Yeah. It was so humiliating and troubling. What a racist, man. Man, have you seen the pictures of his penthouse where he lives in Harlem? Yeah, he's doing just fine. Yeah, it's something else, dude. It's sweet. Yeah, you got a lot of TV money coming in and radio money coming in. He does, a, I think, a one-hour radio show from his desk. He got a little Comrex there. Um, <clears throat> I've read this. Uh, I don't know who. Remember Dr. Bandy Lee? That ring a bell? Does not. Um, she is a psychiatrist. Of, uh, formerly of Yale, and in 2017, she wrote a book called The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump. 
she claims, you know, I, I don't know why, probably, you know, it's the old uh, accuse the Republicans of what we're doing right now. We have a demented president. Let's accuse Trump of being demented. There's a lot of t- talk about his mental status these days when, you know, he's the same guy he was in 2016. Uh she said that at one point she got a call from the White House. <laughs> she she received a uh, Trump was showing signs of mental instability. She said while I was meeting with Congress members there, there was one Republican who was willing to meet with us, and her office agreed to meet. And we were discussing the situation with the Congress members, but the Congresswoman entered the office and said she wasn't willing to talk about it. Two people from the White House reached out to me in 2017 with concerns about Trump. They were calling because of the book I edited. I unfortunately at the time had to refer them to an emergency room at first. I wasn't sure whether they were actually calling from the White House. Secondly, I didn't want to become the president's treater. Once I do a personal examination or personal or personally get involved, uh, I could no longer educate the public about him. That are on, ladies and gentlemen, from Extra 106.3 in Atlanta, Pete Davis and the Kimmer. Uh, cheer down, cheer down, cheer ladies and gentlemen. Man, I hear uh, it's, I, I, we are tuning in through the uh, the uh, internet box a minute ago, and it doesn't sound like you guys are too happy about Raheem Morris. <laughs> uh, Dr. Are, are, you, are you hiding the... <laughs> <laughs> would you have been happy with Belichick? No. I would, no, no. Pete Davis is a sports guy. Pete, would you have been happy if he hired Belichick? Would you have at least been optimistic that Belichick's going to go get us uh, in, an offense? Or not. If, if he got an offensive coordinator and a quarterback in here. But this yeah. Raheem Morris is a retread. He's a loser from the past. He's a good guy, a nice guy. He's a good assistant. But it's the same old, same old with the Falcons. They interviewed 15 guys, including the supposedly greatest coach of all time. And they pick a guy whose record is like 21 and 38. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll pull it all together, you know? Well, uh, again, uh, you, yeah. know, you can only work with what you have, but if you have a general manager who's not willing to, to pull the trigger to do what has to be done to get yourself... I mean, they, you know, they got two big stars. They have, they have a great running back star. They have a great couple of tight end stars. I mean, we've, we've got some really good defensive players that are coming along. I mean, we, you know, you need, you, need this, you need the signal caller, the guy to run the damn thing, and if he can pull that off, uh, no reason we can't be a successful football team. Pete, where do you think Belichick's going to end up? Washington? Washington? Uh, probably he may sit out a year and just do a TV because who's going to hire him at this point? The Seahawks? I don't think so. Uh, the Commanders? The Commanders might. Now, actually, Washington might be a good stop for him. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll <laughs> see about that. I would be surprised that. if he set out a year. Well, me neither. The guy's got loads of, loads of cash. He owns half of, uh, of Nantucket, too. He's got all kind of real estate there. And, uh, you know, he's going to sit on his porch and, you know, do what people in Nantucket <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys make of the Texas situation here? Is this the are we going to see some some kind of violent situation at some point? A clash? Well, in fact, there was a there was a little satire, funny article in the Babylon Bee that said Ted Cruz has now grown mutton chops to get ready for the Civil War. <laughs> 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 I mean, think of it. And now there are, and now the twenty five Republican governors, half the states, yeah. the Republican governors have signed yeah. this thing saying uh, he's you know, Abbott's doing the right thing, and uh, we don't have to take it. And by the way, I, I maybe mistaken. I, I mentioned earlier, I'm not a lawyer, but I have been screwed by them. Uh, but it seems to, the, the law basically, or the Supreme Court decision basically said that if the federal authorities 
the, uh, want to come in and take down the barbed wire, you can't stop them. It did not say that Greg Abbott can, can't put barbed wire anywhere else. It only said that they can't, he can't stop the federal authorities from, uh, from uh, tugging, uh, taking over that part of the border. But he can do it all over the rest of the border, and then if they show up, I'll have to go through it all over again. But again, you know, it was just, it was a very specific rule. So I'm hoping that there is another set of, of, uh, well, another set of language words that they can file a different brief to the U.S. Supreme Court to deal with the actual issue of a state being allowed to protect its borders, which isn't, it really isn't, it isn't what they got to hear. What they got to hear was whether the, whether the state can block the feds from trying to cut in through the barbed right. wire. And yet, as of, of, as of, yet they have not attempted to yeah. cut the wire. And, and uh, Abbott has even added more uh, bar, uh, razor right. wire, whatever it is. Um, but I, I, you know, it's serious when they put the barbed wire around the Alamo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah, I, we, I could see something here where uh, we have a federal government that is uh, willfully ignoring its duties, and not only ignoring its duties, threatening those that are trying to uh, prevent illegal immigration in that area. Um, and, no, and meanwhile, no Democrat is cheering it on. Saying this is a good thing, but that that I'm sure you've read it. That well, mm-hmm. no one's seen the whole thing yet. The the Schumer and Langford bill that they worked together, that the Rhino Langford, uh, oh, but they would they would say, oh yeah, we're gonna we've solved it by allowing more yeah. people to come oh, in. Well. They're not doing anything on border security. They're helping people fill out paperwork. And by the way, uh, uh, Pete, remind me, and I may have gotten this wrong, uh, Shannon, we had a caller today who said that his understanding is that uh, that they're using Veterans Administration uh, 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 time and paper and and, and uh, uh, budgets and so forth to uh, take care of this uh, business of the illegal, oh, illegal that, immigrants. I hope not. I hope not. Is, I guarantee it's true. That's the ultimate. Don't give about crap about veterans in this country. No. They did, you know, for about six months after nine eleven, and now where'd the flags go? They're fighting. Where's the flags. They're suing in order to. To continue the flood. I mean, it's yeah. like nothing I've ever seen in my life. The, uh, in, right. in 2003 alone, 860 uh, gotaways that they, you know, that they didn't, didn't apprehend. That's more than yeah. all of 2019's total Ill- illegal immigration, including apprehensions. And, well, and it came uh, in a year. This, this is an immigration. What, and in fact, this fact came out earlier we talked about on the show. London, 50 years ago, was 99% white. 50 years later, it's 33% white. That's not migration. That's replacement, and that's exactly what is going on on the border. Well, you know, uh, and it's not just white. They're they're replacing white and black. Right. Well, you know, you get twenty two million, thirty million people in here, and uh, uh, and you give them a blanket amnesty, then their way of thanking you is delivering you uh, a, a guaranteed election in perpetuity. If we if we lose the House again, we've lost the Senate. If we lose, if the Republicans lose the House and lose the presidency, they're going to pass bills to stack the Supreme Court, federalize every single election, open the borders, grant amnesty to everybody, and get all your guns and make sure you have to register for bullets and everything. All this stuff that the Nazis did is going to come true. It'll be a one party country uh, with their uh, with their you know goals and uh, no one to fight them. Well, there'll be no choice. 
I mean, I, I, this is, I mean, they're really asking for it. I mean, again, we keep saying, uh, Pete mentions this quite a bit, uh, a normal civilization of a, of a major uh, high-tech modern civilization, la- and, uh, it lasts about 200 to 250 years tops. Right. We're, well, we're, we're, we're out there, it. yeah. We're in it. They're asking for it. I mean, they're asking for it. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, yeah, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's deliberate. You're a racist. And again, remember, they, they wanted the open borders and, and, and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, what do you call this, uh, special cities, uh, Sanctuary. Sanctuary, Sanctuary yeah. cities, because they claimed that we were all being a bunch of racists. So we'll show you white racist Republicans. We'll take all these brown people because we love what America stands for. Give us your tiger. We'll take them all. And then they get them and they can't hit, don't want them yeah. anymore. I mean, what a bunch of freaking phonies. And you'd be, you'd think they would be in charge of this to satisfy the constituents are now going to throw them out of office, especially in New York State. They are furious at what's going on in New York City and most Chicago, of the New York State over these yeah. immigrants. Yeah. Absolutely. Will you be so, shocked if, if, I mean, this this is enough. I would think maybe not in this election, but there's a growing number of Democrats, like you say, that are mainly in government that are crying foul. And a lot of citizens of Chicago, where they're suing the city, um, uh, that they continue this until there's an all. I mean, an all-out revolt. Well, it's the black. Thank God, it's the black community saying, "Wait a minute, now yeah. uh, they're they're saying, hold on, you're supposed to be helping us. How come you know? You know, I, I'm still starving. I don't have a job. I can't do it. And all these all these freaking illegals they come in with no ID. No one knows where they're from. No one knows anything about them. And they give them a, a plane ticket and a little basket of stuff. Welcome to America. <laughs> yeah, welcome on? back. <laughs> you get some, some shower gel and a, and a, yeah, and a synthetic like loofah. Here's a toothbrush and uh, some clothes. <laughs> and where's your family? We'll take care of you. Have a hotel. There's a video. There's a video going around. We played it earlier about a Texan who was just fed up, and uh, and he saw he lived near Eagle Pass, and that he said the lot. So many people had to quit and move out of that area. There's yeah. no more jobs there. But there's too much crime. He has to have people in his house 24 hours, seven days. Even when he's not there, he has to have someone babysit his home because it, there's so many burglaries around there. And he literally, he didn't say it to me. He said, w- w- "We need to do something. Because we need to. We're all strapped. We're all Texans." We need to be proud, and we all need to come together. And it sounded to me like they're fed up enough to, you could have militias uh, patrolling the border down there. Well, you know, if it gets to the point where Americans facing Americans with loaded weapons, we are in a big, big bunch of trouble. And F-15's got nothing to do with it. This president's scumbag, you know, this white trash, you know, showers with daughter. You know, he keeps saying, well, we got the F-15s, you know. Yeah, you bring an F-15 overhead, the sound of liberty in a wartime on your own American people and see what happens. Right. You know, the the threats, you know, you MAGA Republicans are the danger to our democracy, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Mr. Unity President. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Unity, uh-huh. we, I hate half of you. I hate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure you've seen by now that that guy uh, caught c- crossing the border who said you do not know my name because you're not much smart, but soon you will know yeah, my name. Yeah. You'll know it later. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Most people, <laughs> a lot of people in government saw that, saw his face, and knew that he was Mons uh, Mosum Samadov, a uh, chairman of the Islamic Party of Azerbaijan, who just got out of prison where he was in uh, locked up for 12 years for some jihading he had done prior. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, Shannon. You know, we Second welcome chance, retired, right? poor. You know, I mean, everybody Bigot. deserves a 15th chance, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just because you murder a few people doesn't mean you're always going to murder a few people. I mean, come on. You racist. Right, right. You're a racist. Peter Navarro, what do you think? Of that? He's got sentenced to four months. Well, where's Hunter? Hey, I don't Hunter. know. Yeah. I mean, and, and by the way, Steve, remember, Steve Bannon got convicted of uh, contempt of Congress, prison time. He's appealing, but he got four months in prison. And 
and uh, Navarro, you know, uh, convicted for uh, ignoring a subpoena, four months in prison. Where's Hunter Biden? He also ignored a subpoena, therefore he should get four months in prison. Where's Eric Holder? But, but all of right. a sudden, Eric Holder. Uh, he never got squat. He never, never even, even came to oh. look for him. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Hunter Biden, and again, his lawyer said, well, okay, we ignored that. We broke the law, ignored his subpoena, but we'll come next time. And they said, oh, okay, no problem. Right. They, they still should have charged him. He still broke the law. He ignored them, and then he came yeah. in and mocked them from the galley. Yeah, right. I mean, made fun of them, yeah. It's just yeah. to rub it in our noses, you know? He still should be charged for breaking the law. Just You know, if you rob a bank and then they catch you two months later, you can't just give the money back and say, oh, sorry, we bothered you. you know, I mean, come on. You broke the law. You got to pay for it. So Hunter should go to prison. He broke the law. He should go to prison, period. Never. The Republic? Anybody saying that but us? Never. Any yeah. Republicans standing up and saying that? Um, oh, very few. Very few. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the Carrie Lake tape? And the uh, attempted bribery uh, there, and, I, and, and do you think it's common? Uh, well, yes. I, I, yes, it happens. We're just now finding yeah. out a tape of it. You know, this is going on in every damn state, especially when the Republicans are involved. Yeah, trying to get the right candidate for the right thing and telling people not to. And so, I, I, again, I wonder what was going on behind the scenes with uh, here in Georgia with Kelly Longhair, the you know that uh, Kemp promoted the Senate and then lost the election. I wonder how many people are saying no, you can't do that. And what? Oh, I wonder what the infighting was was about that. Whether right. she should have been the right character, whether money was involved. I mean, she's a millionaire businesswoman, owns a freaking yeah. basketball team. So, I mean, you know, I assume it's there's a lot of this going on behind the scenes, and whether you're willing to take one for the team and you know wait to two years or whatever. I, I don't know, but I, I, I obviously can't be the first time this has ever happened. That happened yeah, probably before. not. <laughs> but you know, to toss around numbers, I mean, she said ten million, twenty million, thirty million. No way, not a billion. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I don't think they'd ever offer a billion, yeah. but ten million. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it almost it almost did sound like a setup. I mean, I think the guy was a little fishy when it all was released that it sounded like she was trying to show that she should be pitied or something maybe, or that Fix was in and you need to support her as a reason. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust anything. I, 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 Shannon, if it's politics, I don't trust anybody. Right, I right. just don't. I don't. Is Fannie Willis out <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I, I. She should have been the first. The day it was revealed that she was, you know, having a hunger to bunga to bunga to with the, you know, a big fan of the, you know, the length and girth uh, was a special requirements <laughs> for hiring her lawyer. You know, by the man could go all day. Fanny, that's not a requirement. Come on, baby. Uh, she should have been out of the first day, and she's not going to go quit. They're going to have to get rid of her. There's no way she can go into court with, in front of God and everybody and do this trial with her guy sitting next to her at the it's at the Fulton table. County. Yeah, it's Fulton <laughs> I mean, it's, County. Pete says she's going to run for mayor and she'll never quit <laughs> well, uh, yeah um but i i thought i read somewhere that there there uh, there was i don't know if there was any uh uh like a punishment there but they were investigating um and maybe she could be, be booted off the case she's already well, been booted for another case for, for her political uh, bias yeah. Well, Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Green, her congresswoman, just filed a complaint against the guy uh, Wade for not registering as a lobbyist and then using the money illegally to take his, uh, you know, his uh, side piece, uh, Fanny the Floozy of Fulton County, on uh, these exotic trips and the fancy hotels and stuff. So they're saying he broke the law by not registering to do all this kind of activity uh, after she hired him. I mean, the whole thing just stinks. So Marjorie Taylor Green's trying to get an official judicial uh, commission to look at it, an ethics commission to look at well, it. Well, actually, there's kind of breaking news here from both The Guardian and Bloomberg saying that Trump has filed to eject Fannie from the Georgia case. And the Trump lawyers are put uh -huh. this forward now saying it's racial bias and all this other stuff. Wow, that's breaking right this second. Wow. 
Racial bias. So, yeah. There you are. Yikes. Well, no kidding. Obviously. Uh, wow. 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 Um, what else is going on in your world? Well, Over there. Well, the same old yeah. thing. <laughs> 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 I don't know. What were we talking about today? <laughs> just, just go we had through. boards on today. I heard. How'd that go? On. Did he come in or did he just come on the phone? No, no, no. Well, you know, he's, re- he's retired. Studio. He drives all over the country in this mobile home the thing neighbors. with his, wife, his lovely bride, she who must be obeyed. Uh, so we were doing a deal where, I mean, he wanted to do this. He suggested it. He's going to call in or be with us on a, a link line once a week and and I told him, I said, any day, any time, whatever you can, whatever you're available, and if you're driving around and want to talk for a while, we'll do it. So we did it today. It was a lot of fun. It was good to talk. He's to driving around the country in his massive. He gave us, yeah, he has internet on his on his on his uh, RV. Well, he, as it turned out today, he, he had gone back home. But normally, he's, in fact, he's going to Canada. He's going to be going all over Alaska, all over the place. Uh, and he has a he has an, an Opal Link or something in his uh, in his mobile home. So it's like uh, like a live microphone link. Wow. Instead of a tele- and he cell gave phone. us uh, he gave us homework assignment too. He gave us a book we have to read. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I forgot the name of it already. <laughs> you already the, camp of, the Camp of the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is that the French one? About the uh, yeah, immigrants the taking that, over that, your country? And it's what's happening now? Yeah, the 19, yeah. 1970s predicted that the mass immigration would uh, destroy Western civilization. Yeah. Whoa, Thank okay. You. Yes, sir. Um, you know, uh, Kevin, one of your uh, favorite topics, uh, Florida's tackled past a social media rule for kids to keep the minors off the social media if you're under 16. Uh, it passed with bi- uh, uh, partisan support. They'll still have the phone in their hand, but they won't be able to get on the TikToks and the. Uh, I don't know how they're going to yeah. police it or any of that, but. Well, in fact, I know I, I know the parents have been complaining enough, and now apparently, in fact, I just had it here. Just I just threw away a story. Here we go. Teenagers under eighteen will no longer be able to receive messages from strangers on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, uh, Meta's uh, imposing safety restrictions where they you have to be part a part of their team before you can contact. Them. Yeah, you got to be. So that's a you that's, know, that's a start. Right, um, it keeps uh, scumbags from you know uh, private messaging your your, yeah. your daughter. And, yeah. Well, we in fact we just had a story here in Georgia. It's all over the place. This sexting and stuff, and the I mean, some kid killed himself because he was going to be outed for things that he really didn't do with the fake sex AI sexting to other people and right. revealing them and stuff. You know, I mean, it's it's a, uh, this whole business with the cell phones. It's a nightmare. And again, cell phones, today's cell phones with a link to social media and and the the swamping that that's happening because of it are yesterday's cigarettes. Uh, you know, they were fun to do and everything, but there's danger in these cell phones and with children, they're raising themselves on cell phones. I just I, there's another story I had today. Uh, they just did a survey and it showed that uh, Gen Z and, uh, and, and 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 not millennials. Uh, yeah, Gen Z and millennials, twenties, you know, thirties, are who are raised on social media and their cell phones have ridiculous expectations about getting a job. Oh yeah. Uh, half the young adults say they're obsessed with being rich and they see all these people, you know, who are working less time and have more free time because they're influencers on social media. So they say, gee, I want to do that. You know, it looks if you do this kind of thing, you have a lot of free time time and it's less stress and you make all this money they want freedom uh they want to make a lot of money so they create these youtube stars and yep. everybody like wants to do yeah. this <laughs> that's what they say what do you want to be when you grow up i want to be an influencer yeah, yeah. oh my god uh, yeah it's terrible uh, yeah it's sad hey uh what's your take on the frozen chiefs fans Oh, we just talked about the story a few minutes ago. The parents are now saying, now, wait a minute, maybe this chemist guy made up some concoction uh, to fool around with because he's a chemist and they all took it and then they freaking died. And he was now, you know, he had two days to hide the evidence. 
Oh. Before they yeah, showed up at the house. Uh, I, yeah. I came out Monday. The first time I heard it and I said, there's something wrong with it. Nobody ignores their friends after a big yeah. drunk for two days. Yeah. You call your friends up the next day and go, boy, we really laid one on last night. Yeah. You get home and then you look out and two of their cars are still out there for two days and you'll call them say, yeah. hey, how come you haven't picked up your car, you idiot? Come pick up your car. I mean, it's all questions yeah. after questions. It, Guys said in their he was 30s sleeping. don't do this. He said he was sleeping for two days yeah. and that's why he didn't know they were dead. I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that a bit. He's got dogs. Dog, he didn't yeah. let the dogs out the backyard. They weren't raising a ruckus or anything or trying to get fed or scratching on the door. Or right. Right. I mean, come on. I man. smell a rat. It's, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, sorry about your new coach. You know, uh, who knows? Well, that Maybe. might be great. Yeah, it, it might, might be turn great. out that it's, uh, you know, suck. Could, be next year, could, could be your year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, check out the Kimmer on the uh, his podcast, The Kimmer Show, and Pete Davis's Holy Crap, It's Sports, and you can hear them on Extra 106.3 in lovely Atlanta. All right, fellas. Uh, Semper Fi, Good to talk friend. to you. God bless you, Shannon. Be good, good fellas. Buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, man. All right. We'll get back. We'll get to your remarks. You know, there's a... There's a clinical psychologist that says, you know, when someone comes to work, they go, yeah, I'm on a new diet, losing, you know, trying to drop some weight, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, or this is a new, you know, you should never, ever, ever tell anybody that you're trying to lose weight. I'll tell you why. Stick around. It's Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Smiles are powerful. They spread joy, laughter, and hope. But not everyone gets a fair chance at a smile. Every three minutes, a baby is born with a cleft, making it difficult to talk, hear, eat, and even breathe. In America, most children with clefts receive immediate care, but others around the world may never have access to the surgery they need to thrive. Smile Train is changing that. As the world's largest cleft charity, our sustainable model has sponsored more than 1.5 million smiles. We offer training and financial support to local medical professionals so they can provide life-changing surgery and other essential services at no cost to families. It's more than to see these children, to hear the difference that we make. And for me, being born with a cleft lip impairment, knowing what they went through, is so life-changing for me. Help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org slash learn. Someone just reminded me on Twitter. I've been bragging about my new black zone mm-hmm. um, and all the stuff I've been cooking on it. And then I ate it's a little spot today. And they're like, hey, if you put two and two together here, maybe you could make a cheesesteak in your... I'm like, yeah. I mean, why didn't I think of that? You- could, but you could also just get a cheesesteak from the spot. Well, I'm sure it's not going to be anywhere near the little spot of cheesesteak, but I, you know, I, I, maybe I'll give it, give it a try, you know. What's the meat? I don't even know what the meat is. I can figure that out. Some kind of steak, right? Just get a box of steakums. No, it's like ribeye. <laughs> like sl- thinly sliced ribeye or... Is it? Yeah. Okay. I don't have a thinly slicing slicer. I'll figure it out. I think you know somebody that may I do. I do. I do know a guy. I think, I think I got a, I got a guy with uh, in the meat business that might be able to get me a some thinly sliced steak. Um, what do we got here? No, oh, we got a lot. Should we get those first? Or um, this story uh, Heather uh, brought up in our meeting, 
It's not the story. I mean, the story is fine. It's about an asteroid. It's coming near the Earth. Uh, it is called 2024 BJ. Hey, nah. um, In just a few days, they just discovered it last week. It'll approach us on Saturday, the 27th, uh, estimated to be 25 meters, 82 feet across. But in the headline, it reads, an asteroid five giraffes wide will fly near Earth this week. That's the dumbest. Okay, wait. Is it five giraffes standing side by side? Because if they're laying down and it's the whole, that giraffe link, that's a lot, a lot bigger. Yeah, are, are giraffes standard, uh, you know, uh, measurement as well? Do, uh, yeah, do, are all giraffes the same width? <laughs> yeah. What a, yeah. What a weird choice not to even go like five giraffes tall. They do five right. giraffes wide. Uh, how, how, how would you like me to uh, cut your tree, Mr. Burke? Uh, give me about a giraffe and a half on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> Five giraffes wide. Yeah, and they don't. Uh, yeah, are these giraffes standing side by side? Are these uh, giraffes it's, stacked on top of each other? Or are these giraffes that are like uh, tailed ahead? Or <laughs> if you're going to use a very vague me- measurement, you got to give me at least an idea of how that measurement is going to work. Right. It's just, I mean, it's just get your attention to the story. I don't know. Uh, the crime, so out of control. An Amish family took their horse and buggy to the Walmart. And they came out. They stole their horse and buggy. Did they steal the buggy, too? Yeah, they stole everything. Well, they, got, they got buggy jacked. I wonder if it's another uh, uh, Amish family. Like, oh, that's a really nice buggy. The horse looks young. Jedediah, get the rope. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what did you clippity clop your way out of there? Yeah, you just hop in there. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to start getting uh, wheel locks for, those, for, the, for their wagons so nobody steals them anymore. I have got what I call the club. It holds the two horses' feet together. <laughs> yeah, this was in uh, Sturgis, Michigan. Uh, the police said a truck driver parked near there saw the woman jump in the buggy and take off with it. Horse and buggy were found unoccupied later in the evening around uh, two miles away from the Walmart. Uh, the suspect, a 31-year-old local woman, was later found at a nearby hotel. Oh, sorry, motel. Charges of larceny of livestock. It's probably higher well, than that. horse thieving, man. Yeah, you hang people for that in Texas. <laughs> that and putting beans in your chili gets you strung up. All right, let's get to remarks from the Florida Man radio app and powered by Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats. It's a great way to listen to the old shows, a day old, whatever. Some people are a day behind, whatever. Down at the bottom is a a little microphone, and you can tap that baby. It gives you 30 seconds to opine. 20% on the tips on those two. Do what? 20% on the tips. Yeah, you tip the 20 or 25%. I'm a little bit conflicted about the nanny state because I don't think you can legislate morality and I don't think it's the government's job to be our nanny. But on the other hand, we weren't told the full deck of cards when the social media crap came out. Had they been honest and told us they were going to track us, sell our info, everything, it's going to depress your children, we know it, we're going to feed it to you anyway, then it would be fair. Hmm. Every, every, should we start a pool in every, try to figure it out, every, Matt from Laguna's charges out there. 
Area. All area. <laughs> I'll start area. Jaywalking area with area. Cowboy's hat on backwards area. <laughs> holding on to a surf bike. <laughs> they say when an electric car catches fire, um, you're supposed to just let it burn. So what happens when there's a big tin car wreck and the car catches on fire? And, well, that's the end of the race. Pretty much the end of that track, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, what damage would a would a burning with an intense fire do like that do to to a track? Massive damage. Y'all were talking about NASCAR. I don't watch it anymore. But when I did back in the day, I was able to ride in the semi truck that carried the race car model in it. It was very cool. All right. Happy Friday Eve, everybody. Just wondering what we're going to do with all the campaigning and everything that Trump is doing. If they just do the ballot harvesting and all that stuff again, I'm really scared about that. What can we do to prevent that? or what's being done, if anybody knows. Thanks. Y'all have a great day. Well, we should uh, fight fire with fire, and anywhere that it's legal to ballot harvest, we should ballot harvest there as well. If you think the Taylor Swift AI fakes are ridiculous, you should see the Britney Spears ones. She's, like, dancing around half-naked with knives. (laughs) Come on. She was just uh, banned from where? Some fancy Four Seasons in... Four Seasons in Hollywood, I believe. Because she went around the pool uh, topless. Yep. Which, I don't see why that's a banning offense, but... That brings more people to the pool bar. Oh, my God. Nine years old doing all that? It's too late to get an abortion, right? (laughs) Apparently, that uh, NASCAR thing with the electric cars... They're going to try running a separate division with uh, the EVs. They're not going to be out there with the gas-powered cars. No, nobody wants to you know, sit around and wait for a half hour while they charge them halfway to get, finish the rest of the race. So dumb, silent. So Part of racing is the noise. Yeah, and the smell, quite frankly. Thank you to the guy that was looking for some of Bubba's songs. I know that on... Shannon's rest in peace Twitter post. Jeff had posted a YouTube channel link to Jeff is buying, so you can find that there at least that song. Yeah. Hey Shando, Easy Heather, Kevin up here in New Jersey. Um, with regards to NASCAR, I watch Formula One, and those cars are actually hybrid. They have an electric power unit, and they also have, I think, about 200 grams of fuel on them. And they switch to the electric when they want high power and acceleration. But those cars are already using it. But having said that, they pit change tires at least once, twice a race. Be-doo, be-doo. Yeah. Because of the weight, right? Yeah, you're just going to tear tires up. (laughs) Standing in the doorway. Don't touch my penis. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. That's really funny. That's funny. You had to sit there. I go, don't touch my penis. Don't touch, don't touch, don't, don't touch my penis. Don't oh, even worse is there's a security guard going, sir, don't touch that penis. Don't touch the penis. Don't touch my cars. I drove my Alfa Romeo 
93 miles an hour, which isn't that bad because she likes to go really fast in her bones to uh, Gainesville on the weekend. And it was awesome. So listening to dark history and all of those who have died in eating contests, we should have a parade and ceremony to celebrate the lives of all of those who lost their lives eating hot dogs, just like the trans community did. Oh, I see what he did there. Karen, very crafty. Two hours? <laughs> Two Two hours next to baking tuna fish. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm way over my limit. But that <laughs> Someone's on a, uh, I think, mm. on the devil's lettuce. Yeah, I got into some uh, wacky tobacco, maybe. <laughs> Todd Natona, I've literally lived in Florida my entire life. I was born in Fort Lauderdale. I moved up to the East Volusia County area uh, 27 years ago. And um, I'm ready to leave because all these a-holes are coming from these liberal cities and moving here. And they're voting for the same damn things that caused them to leave. I'm out of here in 10 to 12 years. I'm gone. Hmm. Maybe you could choose a more rural. Instead of being taught from Daytona, you could just be taught from Dayton. You could move to Ohio. Or you just go to Ocala. He's got a point there. That's true. Um uh, I don't see a whole lot of it slipping in to state elections yet. Shannon, Maverick here. You know, putting a tip screen is going to make you even wonder if your package is going to get there on time or are they going to make up excuses why your oh. package is late because... Uh, you didn't tip. You didn't tip them. But anyway, say uh, uh, if you want to hit one, you can uh, <laughs> customize the tip for Maverick. Or uh, if you hit two, um, 10% is fine. Three, you know, 15, whatever you like. Thank you. It's all appreciated. That's the thing um, that um, when you buy something and you pay, you pay for it before you get it, their their motivation is to get it to you timely and in a good shape and, you know, uh, like a DoorDash. Did we did we decide whether or not they know how much they're being tipped until uh, they always change that tip? We go back and change it. Yeah, I think they they did know uh, what they it was getting for them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would wonder that if there's a tip screen. I said, hell no, I'm not. Tip. Boop. If then my, my 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 pants didn't show up on time, I go, that's because I didn't tip. Mm-hmm. One leg's gonna be shorter than the other one. <laughs> yeah. Tonde Tono. I own my own business, and uh, I was lucky enough to have a free day, so I took my wife up to Flagler Beach. We had a nice lunch, came back to Daytona along the beach, stopped at some random tiki bar behind a hotel, and ran into a guy who grew up in Overtown, Miami, the worst part of Miami. He's grinding. He's working. He's trying to make something for himself. He wants to open a food truck. I tipped that man 20 bucks cash on a $35 tab. Good. That's good for you. Yeah, it's, it, you know. Yeah, he didn't expect. I know. He, yeah, he didn't expect. You know, it wasn't looking. If you're giving good service and over the top service, then yeah. Hey, Woody for Atlanta. Yeah, without bulge, it's like the Pamplona Gay 3K. <laughs> uh. Hey, hey, Shannon. 
Hey, I'm, I'm thinking those Japanese festival guys ought to pull no Blazing Saddles number six dance on those girls that show up. If you know what I mean, I bet they wouldn't show up the second time. Beat it, beat it. Hey, Shannon. I'm glad to hear that Governor Kemp is supporting Abbott on Texas fight against illegal immigration, but if you was to uh, work where I work on Lake Oconee, you would think he wouldn't give a damn. It's nothing but illegals. Mm. Yeah, I'm right there with Shannon. I had a guy did the same thing. I would call him. I say, I want this, this, and this. I get there. He brings it out to me. I don't mind giving him a big tip. I mean, the guy had the best drugs in the whole city. <laughs> Can you imagine tipping your drug dealer? Thanks, Regal. Here's a little 10. Get yourself something nice. I thought you were supposed to let him eat some of your your Chinese food. If he comes by and delivers it for you and you got Chinese food, oh, you're like, hey, you you're, egg rolls. Yeah, 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 you're hungry? No, I already ate one of your egg rolls on the way over, <laughs> Mr. Burke. Hey, Ted. It's Katie. I used to take care of you at Asiago Skillet. Love hearing your voice. Miss seeing your face. I'm over at the Ruby Slipper in Destin now. Come see me, friend. Shannon, easy. Y'all just bumped up a notch keeping that gentleman in your presence. Just throwing that out there. He is one stand-up fella. All right. Y'all take care. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Thank you. Yeah, that motion that Trump's lawyers filed against Fannie Willis because of racial bias... That'll probably get rejected because the judge will turn around and say that there is no racial laws against somebody who's orange. Nah. <laughs> oh, man. If I had partied that hard like those guys did in Kansas City, I don't agree with Pete at all. I wouldn't want to talk to them some bitches at all after I'd been partying that hard. I don't want to be fixing whatever mistakes I made and moving on. What? Yeah, he's talking. Pete said if I partied that hard, I'd immediately be calling my friends up to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. There's some guys, though, you party hard and then you don't talk for a couple of days. He's like, what did we do? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I don't know how close the friends are, but I never considered the guy was a chemist. I knew that he was uh, worked on HIV drugs or something. Yeah, he was, a, a, you know, va he worked on vaccines and things like that. Huh. Hey, man, it's Global Say. I think I heard Liberal Larry on the uh, Bubba and the Love Spoon show this morning, man. They were talking about January 6th, and um, his cat was uh, like demanding proof of that there was hundreds of FBI agents in the crowd. Wow, what a trip, man. Everybody knows it was a setup. Beatty, beatty. Yep. Dude, we went out on the beach, man. We were surfing today. It was gnarly, man. Well, how gnarly was it? I mean, what was it like? Well, man, it was like, you know, it was like a giraffe and a half high, man. It was a super break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Shannon. Uh, I heard that uh, Amish horse robbing group was uh, MS-1705, <laughs> as in year 1705. Yeah. B2B2. A yep. blank one at 633. Just to let you know, we're not editing you up. Uh, yeah, NASCAR sucks now. It's a shame what they've done to it. 
But you know what? So does the NFL playing the black national anthem. That's ridiculous, man. There's one national anthem. When did the NFL play the black national anthem? For the Super Bowl. They've done it the last three years now? Since the, the BLM stuff. That's so divisive. It is. It's, it is, because there is no such thing as a black name. Maybe they won't do it this time. No, they already did. They picked a lady for it. Oh, really? Yeah, the news story just came out last week. <sighs> Great. Word on the street is that Matt from Laguna Guy got written up for unlawful restraint of a radio show's rhythm. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Matt and Laguna. That's a funny guy. Come on. Hey, Shannon. I just want to ask all the listeners if they really thought what is really going on right now. What's really going on? I mean, we're trying to figure it out, but what's really going on? The the destruction of America. What is going on? What's going on? If NASCAR really wants to go green, they should get a two-man team and get some Nigerians to go Flintstone style around the track. <laughs> uh, I just don't. I don't think you. It's not the same experience without the roar of the engine, and you know. Uh, I think the crowds will be two different crowds. If you do it as a separate uh, racing division. Like the crowd that's coming out to the Maybe truck races and the uh, and the, the main the, cup races is not going to be the same crowds coming out for the uh, right. EV races. Maybe this is where NASCAR embraces the LGBTQ with the all electric uh, races. Even though I'm super excited to hear some of Bubba's <clears throat> calls for uh, this <laughs> raceway to have the EV racers out there. <laughs> Dirk Diggler, the track Diggler. We got this guy. His name's Shannon Burke. He's been perfect for VP. He's going to be the vice president of the United States of America. Believe me. Mm. Hey, Clevis, that wasn't uh, liberal Larry. That was uh, Babyface on there, and he is so liberal, I had to turn actually turn the show off. So, great show, guys. Beady, beady. Yeah. He's uh, that attorney, Babyface. Brian Matroni? Yeah. Funny guy. Oh, going to tell us what's going on. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, what is really going on, Shannon? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> What is going on? I mean, not, uh, I'm just saying, no, no, not what's going on right now. I mean, what is going on? What is going I, on? I understood exactly what he meant. What is going on? Also, if NASCAR is going to implement EV cars, you know, with all that lithium that is mined by uh, children in poor countries, does that slavery. mean NASCAR supports slavery? Yes. That should be the standard response when someone says or mentions EVs, and you go, oh, "I wouldn't have anything to do with EVs. Oh, it's slavery in there." You got to call him out and be like, "Yeah, I go went ahead and got myself a new EV." And like this guy likes slavery over here. <laughs> Colonizer. Uh, those are the remarks for today's program. Get the app, and uh, then you can play along too. This. 
Uh, I finally saw some pictures of these caves that homeless people are, are living in in California, 20 feet be- below the, sh- the the street. Yeah, they look like a college student's dorm room. Yeah, they got furniture, wall art. They have that Scarface paint, uh, poster that all kids in college have. Yeah. <laughs> um, they removed 8,000 pounds of trash. Um, they say it's plagued with vagrancy and illegal camps. But they, these are holes they dug, right? No, I mean, they were real caves, and then they made them wider. And Oh, okay. They chipped them out a little bit? Yeah. They cleared them once again. I mean, I, I don't have to. You're living in a cave under a street, 20 feet below the street, on a riverbank. Uh, you've dug out that cave a little bit more. And you're in Los Angeles or the L.A. area where it's prone to uh, earthquakes. Is that such a safe place to be? No, probably not. But, I mean, they're homeless, so. <laughs> it's, it's warm. It's not raining in there. It's got to be dank. I mean, I'm sure they've probably found a couple bodies in there from uh, ones that have tried to light a fire in the cave. Oh, and they know that, you know, gotta, asphyxiated themselves. Yeah. A lot of, uh, but the stinks like urine. Oh yeah, definitely stinks no like doubt. urine. You can't go to a parking garage in downtown Orlando that doesn't smell like urine. You're not going to be able to go to the homeless caves and not going to smell like urine. It, right. The park rangers are mulling over installing security cameras to help deter the digging. Um, they want to fill them in. There's people out there go that, that doesn't make any sense to fill them in. They'll just dig them out again. According to CBS, authorities are considering the installation of signs near the cave and that officially designated as a park, which would grant the police greater enforcement powers. You can't camp at a park, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Don't put cameras there. You're just going to have a lot of videos of homeless sex. Oh, and defecation. Mm-hmm. But and you can see that live in San Francisco. You don't need to watch it on a camera. You can sell that at 2 a.m. on uh, the old <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That's disgusting. <laughs> We'll take our last break here uh, and come back to wrap it up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Get your 30 seconds of fame. Download the free Florida Man Radio app now and click on the open mic button. You heard it here first. Joe Biden going to go out. The only way he's going out, he's going to die. Or he's going to get out for medical reasons. Believe that. Got to tell the story before tell the story. You can't give a little fairy tale instead of a novel. You have to tell the facts. If you're going to step in it, step in it. Hashtag. No, you're a freak. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Having low income can mean making tough choices. Choosing between paying for food or medication or a place to live is a reality for many people. Do you know someone who could use some extra help? Find out about the Supplemental Security Income Program, SSI, administered by Social Security. You could receive monthly SSI payments if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. SSI is money you can use to help pay for basic needs, like putting food on the table, keeping the lights on, paying the rent. It can mean new shoes for growing feet or help with medical needs. Call 1-800-772-1213 or visit ssa.gov SSI to schedule an appointment or start to apply today. That's ssa.gov slash SSI. 
This message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. We all make promises, big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend, partner, child, parent, neighbor. One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. I'll go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Okay, men, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Military dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs. Yet when they retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane brings these heroes home and back with their handlers. To help, visit AmericanHumane.org. say that if you're losing weight, don't tell anybody. Uh, and while you're, you know, mapping out your meals, exercising more, uh, weight loss, they say, is a deeply personal issue. Not all families are supportive of the, your decision to lose weight. A registered dietitian named Michelle Sari said, uh, when you share your weight loss goals, you might hear, oh, you don't need to lose that much weight. You look fine. They're well-intentioned, those comments, uh, you know, but they can also undermine your personal choice. She stressed that you don't owe anybody an explanation for your weight loss decisions. Uh, you just go and uh, drop the weight. You know, do your thing. You might also upset someone else at the office that uh, is also uh, was the same weight, and now they're upset that you're losing yeah. weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you are a big guy, and there's a or a big girl, and they're you know Sally at right, the cubicle next to you. You both ate cake during uh, you know your breaks, and you enjoy being big girls, and all of a sudden you're losing weight. Mm-hmm. Now Sally has to go and stop eating her Cheetos during lunch, and <laughs> uh, George Yang, a uh, uh, fitness founder said uh, keeping your weight loss goals private by not revealing that anyone can be effective in reducing pressure from outside sources. Hmm. And in a study of the Journal of Clinical Psychology, social scrutiny can go a long way in increasing your stress, which could potentially lead to comfort eating. Yeah. Makes sense. Social dynamics influence eating habits. 
other another downside of sharing it is that your family members comment all the time. Those remarks can be, you know, lead to an eating disorder. Like some guy goes from 280 to, to 220 and you're like, mm, you, you have some. And then all of a sudden the guy stops eating altogether and he's anorexic. Do you guys get anorexic? I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. What's the other one where you just. Bulimic. It just, both, you, you puke on both of them, right? Yeah. Well, no, anorexic, you just don't eat. Oh. Well, I can't do that. Uh, that's it for us today. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends. We could use the money over here. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Thank you, Easy. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you to this audience. We're back tomorrow, 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Bubba the Love Sponge, my dear friend, uh, gets the whole network kicking in the morning. Don Miller, after that, guarantee you'll laugh your ass off. And we'll see you tomorrow on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Shannon Burke. Have a good night.